Action Council and the Ad Council. Hands can do incredible things. This is the sound of 326 hands playing Mozart. This is the sound of 10,942 hands showing appreciation. 64 hands building a house for the homeless. 142 hands swimming a triathlon. 18 hands winning the big game. And this is the sound of two hands helping to save a life. It's called Hands Only CPR, and it's recommended by the American Heart Association. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. It's incredibly easy and effective. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. A message from the American Heart KKSE, Parker, Denver, the best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Children of all ages at the ones and twos for the Vic Lombardi Show. The hardest working man in Denver makes some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right. Thinks he's always right. James Manchester Merlot. And the man in the middle. He's a small man, but he's a good doctor. Attorney at flaw. Makes some noise. Everybody up on your feet. No one's sitting in your seat. It's time to meet Vic Lombardi. You guys notice people are still celebrating Thanksgiving holiday. The streets were fairly empty this morning. What an easy commute. I mean, what is going on? Do people just tack on a Monday to the holiday break? Nobody's out there anymore. People stop driving. Get back to work. Yeah, what the hell is going on? Our own Marty O is not here today, so he's part of the problem. Am I the only one who's noticed this? Did you guys have an easier commute than normal today to work? Yes. Did you get flipped off? No. Okay. Which was kind of a nice way to start the week. Nicely done. You know, I would have been kind of a bummer, th- four days off. Gosh, it feels like we haven't been here in a year. Um, But, yeah, didn't get flipped off. It was nice. That's James Manchester Maryland, H.W., Will Peterson. I'm Vic Lombardi, joined by Jesse Trujillo, and uh, Marty O is uh, still out. He'll be back tomorrow. Well, he did go to a wedding, and you know him in weddings. That's true. I mean, it's a month-long celebration. Yeah, takes a while. Uh, front page of the Denver Post sports page. This picture, this photo says it all. This is wonderful. Look at this. A helmetless crab tree versus Akib Talib set up in fight form. Look at the look on Akib's face. Look at that look of, oh my gosh, I want to eat his children. The, These guys went at it. The look of, uh, selfishness. 
putting yourself ahead of the team, which is exactly what his head coach said after the game and is 100% I, true. I knew you were going to come back with that today. Three and a half minutes into the game, I you get it. kicked out. Well, you, you thought, thought it was fun and cute. Oh, because I you, you, have, because you, have, a personal beef, and, yeah. you have a personal beef based on something that goes on in Dallas, which we all know every time Akeem goes to Dallas, it's nothing but good. It's asinine. This was asinine, childish, immature, selfish. I could go on and on and on, and it came to roost. Yeah. Over and over and over and over in the game, because Brendan Langley couldn't cover anybody. By the way, Lorenzo Doss might have been a pretty good guy to still have on the roster, but he got cut, and he was the scapegoat. Just an, This is the perfect example of what a mess, a mess, this organization is and this team is. Absolutely dysfunctional, I'm glad you brought that undisciplined. Up with- uh, it, it's just an absolute joke. And we can all go go back to training camp when they had the big brouhaha during the scrimmage, and everybody thought that was cute and funny too. And hey, how about a a, a wedding uh, proposal on the sideline during a game? Isn't that great? It's a it's an absolute mess. And this picture summarizes it. I'm glad right. you brought that up because all of his teammates defended him and actually applauded him. His coach did not. I don't think this is as big an issue as you make it out to be. The game was lost from the get-go. Who cares? Why are you people so concerned about the outcome then, of the then, game? Then what? Don't I just realize the chicks were going to fall apart. Like, give me a this break. is what I had to tell the you on Twitter yesterday. Is no, 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 over. You could have won that division. Season, eight, 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 one at a time, everybody. The season is over. They've, they've now reached historic links to losing streaks. Don't give me this crap about how winning that game I'm and not. you got hope, okay? I, I don't want to hear that crap this morning. That's not what I not said. Not on this show. That's not what I said. But the, the, we're sitting here today, and it's the worst Bronco team since 1967. And we're trying to figure out why. And it's because they've been doing this crap since training camp. That's why. Do I care that they lost the game yesterday? No, absolutely not. Could care less. Part of the reason they lost the game yesterday is because of this. How many times has Vance Joseph talked about how, well, boy, we just need to play a clean game. We just, they're incapable of it. They had one turnover yesterday, which was a fluke, but they still do things that are making a non-clean game. I don't care that they lost the game. I prefer they do lose the game at this point. My point is we have to look for solutions, and to find solutions, you have to first identify the problem, and this is a okay. major, major Part of the problem. So your, your solution is what? Well, Vance Joseph needs to be fired. Okay. Because his team is out of control, mm-hmm. and they've been out of control since the preseason. And I said it during the preseason when mm-hmm. everybody laughed, and I said, they may win more games in the preseason than they do in the regular season. And Will fell out of his chair. He was sitting right here, and he fell out of his chair and thought I was the biggest idiot going. Okay, how's that looking now? They won four in the preseason. They're 3-8. and They're going to win another game? By the way. This is not the ad to run today in the sports page. <laughs> you see this ad? Got to tell the people what it is. Big it's pretty game, bad. Big win. With Elway. John Elway. That's probably not what you want to run below the fold on the sports page the day after a loss. Listen, understood. Understood what you're getting at here. But let's let's just consider what happened, the fight itself. Most entertaining part of the game. No the game, doubt. The game it was, was entertaining, oh. but it doesn't mean it should have happened. Are you guys going to let me talk this okay. morning? They took Sorry. the bait. Is anybody going to let me talk? They took the bait. Go for it. Guys, this game was meaningless from the get-go. I didn't care about the game. The only value of the game was, let's see what Paxton can do. We saw what Paxton can do. Even you, even you, James, this morning woke up going, Ugh. let's be honest. By the way, he should start the rest of the season. Hot take coming up shortly. 
But the game was fall out of your bed, go into fetal position, boring. If not for this Talib Crabtree fight, I wouldn't have anything to talk about this morning. That's how boring the game was. It doesn't bother me a bit that Aqib went out of his way to go after Crabtree and yank another chain. What do you want to do? You want to cut Talib? You want to cut the pulse of the team? You want to cut the guy that every single player on the team loves, raves about after the game? What did they all say? Talib, thank God. They were all loving on Talib, except the coach. Okay, now that Aqib Talib's the best leader on the team, what's their record? Oh, they're awful. But okay. was it oh. okay? But what was he not the same player the year they won a Super Bowl? He, he was, was the same player. And they had, yeah, and he, he was, was the out of control player. in the Super Bowl. So was Malik Jackson. He was a, fine. They were, so was Von Miller. They also had DeMarcus Ware. So you can't applaud it then and now hate it now. I can too. Oh, okay. Because it worked then and no, now it's not? No, what? because they had other leaders then. They had Peyton Manning on offense. They had DeMarcus Ware on defense. When those guys leave, new people have to step up and be the captains. Was it keep to leave a captain the Super Bowl year? No. Yes or no. Now Did, he is. He's yes expected no. to act like one. Yes or no. Did Michael Crabtree sucker punch Chris Harris? Have you seen the video? Yes. Okay, yes. So, instead of praising Tlaib for defending his teammate, as he oh, did with Harry geez. Douglas, did the same thing with Harry yeah. Douglas. And you know who criticized that? I did. Exactly. So you would rather have you would rather have Chris Harris fight his own fights, is what you're saying. Nope. Not what I said at all. Okay, what then? Take Go out and get your revenge in between the lines during the game. You got 60 minutes to get your revenge. If, if the Broncos were seven and three going into that game, I'd have a different impression. Oh my God. If the Broncos okay. were yeah. seven and three, then I'd say you're right. You're right. The game's more important. I didn't care about because the game. that's how it works, right? I didn't yeah, care that, about that's the how game. it works. Is, is, is you're going to change your behavior? Yes. They, no, you're not. Yes, for me, no, you're not. You yes. are what you are. No, they, they would have done the same stupid stuff if they were seven and three because they're an undisciplined team and he's selfish. And he did the same thing. I'm so sick of Chris Harris. Chris Harris apparently can't, nobody can block him. Nobody can do anything. He has to throw a fit about it. How about just show, and, and then he's back one play he got later. He punched in the stomach. Just like dude. in the Tennessee game, he lays on the ground. Oh, he's done. And he's back in the game one play later. Like, it's what? just so ridiculous. You're you got, screaming at the wrong people. You what got is your problem? 60, I'm mad at everybody. You got 60 minutes to go get your revenge on the field. Go get your revenge on the... You know what would be great revenge? How about if Michael Crabtree put up a goose egg? That would be great revenge. How about if you were on the field to make a play on third and 12 instead of some rookie, another John Again, Elway draft pick who can't play? you're looking at the wrong picture. Oh, you wanted God. them to win the game as if that's some sort of revenge. No. Who cares? Who cares about the game, James? Who cares? Then why, then why be active? Who cares about the game? Why be active? Just I don't be care. Inactive. Who cares? The game doesn't mean anything at this juncture. Do you not? How many times do I have to say this? I get it, but this is symptomatic of the problem with this team. It is, a, it's symptomatic. This embodies what has been the problem with this team since really? September ended. Really? That's why yes, I was surprised really. you went after me on Twitter yesterday and thought the brawl was fun and cute. It was great. I, you know why? why? You know what? Uh, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because the year they won a Super Bowl, they were doing the same crap. And you guys they were loved brawling? it. They were fighting. They were getting on sportsman likes. They were on the edge. And you guys were saying, yeah. See, you need a team that's on the edge. You need guys like, you need Malik Jackson. You need guys who will come out of left field and do Didn't crazy Didn't get out of stuff. control quickly okay. yesterday? I'm Weren't just saying. embarrassed to I'm just saying. where that spot what two? did it do in 2015? It won them a freaking Super Bowl. So they do it now, and they're three, and whatever the hell they are, and now it's a big deal? It's not a big deal. The Find, game meant nothing. Find me the game where someone got kicked out three minutes in in 2015. And again, they don't have any leaders now. I'll tell you again. They don't. Akib Tlaib getting kicked out for poking a dude in the eyes. 
There's a game. In the final minute of the game, which was stupid and cost them a chance to get a comeback and blew their own. They were undefeated at the time. How about in the Super Bowl when he pulled a face mask and almost took a guy's head off? Did he get kicked out? But the point is, he's been doing this since he got here. You can't choose choose when it's nice and when it's not. It doesn't matter. You play with an edge. Was Aqib Tlaib a captain on those teams? Oh, my God. Okay, so because you're a captain, they had a captain in street clothes last week. Yes, captain watching in street clothes last week. Expected to be a leader. He wasn't expected to be a leader on those teams. He wasn't a captain. He is now. Act like it. And you're blaming Chris Harris, who got cheap shot, who got yes, okay, because he incites stuff. Wow, he man, incites stuff. You guys are reaching this morning for reasons and excuses. Uh, you know, he 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 did it in Tennessee, where he makes a big deal out of it. He rides around in pain about this cheap shot. Next thing you know, Akeem's tearing off someone's helmet on the sideline, and we got a brawl. And then one play later, here comes Chris Harris back in, totally fine after we all thought his career was over because of the cheap shot Harry Douglas gave him. And then yesterday, he's writhing around in pain because somebody punched him Have in the gut. Have you ever gut. played team sports? Oh my God. Have you played team sports? Yeah. Have you guys ever encountered yeah. team sports? You have Funny. a teammate who got your back? Have you guys understood yeah. what that means? Well, I wouldn't and there's a lot of teams. different ways to do it. But according to you, the only way to have someone's back is to, is to get in a brawl. The same kind of brilliant logic to get you shot in the ass. That's the same kind of thought process. Not thinking and instead being macho guy. And I gotta be bravado. And I gotta show you I got the biggest cojones on the field. You gonna cut him? What's your solution? You wanna cut the guy? Fire the head coach. But by, that, that's not gonna, that's not gonna ago. change a keep to lead. The, the last coach had the same issues with him. But the team is out of control. But and that's that brawl yesterday out of got but out of blaming, control because guys, of Vance Joseph. You guys are blaming the coach when I just, I laid out every reason why they were the exact same team. Two years ago when they won a Super Bowl. And you guys have not given me a solution. Two years ago they were the same team doing the same things. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. I just told you two is years Peyton ago. Manning, is Peyton Manning the captain of the offense? Defensively. Is the Marcus where the captain of the defense? they were the same uh, team. Balderdash. They were the same undisciplined, give me a personal foul once in a while, shake it up, living on the edge team. You loved it then, you hate it now. You know why? You hate your record now. That's why. I got a hot takes coming up. Piping hot takes plus former Bronco Joel Dreesen at 830. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Happy post Thanksgiving. Some of you are still celebrating. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, Crackman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Crackman and Harris. Let's make it seven in a row now. The Broncos are three and eight. What do they do now? Wah, 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 wah. I mean, my God. Have you ever seen such a... You know what? We'll tell you how they're going to turn it around and win a game. Nobody believes that's going to happen. Tune in to Crackman and Harris on Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution. 
doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Trucks, 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 trucks. Medved sells trucks. Medved marches on. Trucks, 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 trucks. Save thousands on new Chevy Silverado and Colorado trucks, including heavy duties, crew cabs, 4x4s, and duallys. Medved Chevrolet has acres of trucks, all at big box prices and below market interest rates. Medved, your Colorado truck leader. Medved sells trucks. Medved sells trucks. Small business owners, it's not too early to be thinking about those year-end tax savings. A Section 179 deduction on a new vehicle can save thousands on your tax bill. Medved Chevrolet on the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 Wheat Ridge, exit Kipling, exit Ward, but exit the giant Medved Autoplex. Chevy, find new roads. Medved sells trucks. Medved sells trucks. Online at medvedchevrolet.com. Medved sells trucks. You haven't slept in who knows how long. You dread going to the mailbox, and your spouse just said the word divorce. When you owe back taxes to the state of the IRS, it affects your whole life. I've been in your shoes. I'm Jack McDonough, founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions. Years ago, when I owed the IRS tens of thousands of dollars, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I had a knot in my stomach 24-7. You probably like a lot of taxpayers. You work hard every day at your job with small business. You may own your own home and have a few bucks in a retirement account. Don't let the IRS take it all away. Blackfin IRS Solutions will deal with the IRS and come up with a final resolution so you can get some sleep again. I can help you because I've been there. If you're in Colorado, call the one company who has been in your shoes, Blackfin IRS Solutions. Online at blackfinirs.com. For your free in-person consultation, call 303-904-1450. 303-904-1450. That's 303-904-1450. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray, heat check. That's good! The Blue Arrow! Get one ticket and one beer for just $23 per person. The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, December 15th versus the New Orleans Pelicans at 7 p.m. Jokic for three! Yes! Nikola Jokic knocks it in from distance. Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. My daughter couldn't keep up with math in school. It was it was really hard for her. 
Brooke has an above average IQ and yet she wasn't learning. You're frustrated. You're unable to get those answers and solutions that you're looking for and you're exhausted because you've gone through every other option. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. We just got through pretty much until we found brain balance. That's when she started to thrive. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. Suddenly things were clicking for her. I would ask him how he did in school and he'd smile. When those things start to click, when those things start to go, it's so exciting. Brain balance didn't just help for Brooklyn, it helped for our whole family. Brain balance worked for my kids. There is hope for your struggling child. Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800-877-5500. Or go to brainbalance.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. This report is brought to you by Unbound.org. Westbound I-76 remains closed between Sable and Highway 85 for accident investigation work. And Highway 2 northbound is closed, approaching 104th because of a crash there. And there's an accident on southbound I-25 at the Thornton Parkway blocking the left lane, causing some backups through there. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at unbound.org. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It's picked off. Bowman on the ground and look what he found. How about that? Well, uh, we had been working on it all week. It was, you know, play we were going to run off the first play we ran down there. Uh, and it was just Verge and either I was going to run or I thought to Verge. So uh, after I faked it, I, I kept it and probably had a chance to get around the edge. But, you know, I saw Verge flash open and I, I had, the, you know, the confidence in myself to make the throw. And, you know, I threw it to him and it just got batted around to a couple guys. And Three things. Number one, I hated the play call. Number two, he should have kept running. Number three, Virgil should have caught the ball. Those are three things that should have happened. A different play call. I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact Virgil dropped it, went off his hands. And if you look at it over in Paxton, if you, let's go, pick it up, get to the pylon. The pylon was there. It was there to be had. Sure. It also was a rolling left. Understood. Fairly athletic bullet pass that hit your tight end right between the numbers. Again, one of the three reasons. Pretty athletic play. We're going to get the piping hot takes here momentarily. Let me read some of these texts coming in. 30933 is our text line. 30933. Ooh, the Twitter tough guys are out, too. Yes, they are. I got a bunch of them myself. I went at it yesterday with a guy for the entire day who tried to get at me, tried to get to my employer. He wouldn't tell me where he worked. Those are the biggest cowards out there. So you know where I work, but you won't tell me where you work because you want to get at my employer. Okay. that's That makes sense. Uh, three, two, five, six. This guy's labeled G. That's his name. Speaking of team sports, Vic was the guy that hid behind the bench when he was a Holy Family Tiger. So relaxed little man. Now nah, I was never on the bench. I started and played <laughs> for every team I played for. So maybe you did G. Great response. Maybe you did. How those free throws against Sheridan go? It, I was in the game. Yeah. That's all I remember. He, he, one final thing on this to keep yeah. issue. I don't know if it'll be the final no, thing. No, but, but before okay. we get to hot takes. Okay. Right? Here, here's the end of Vance Joseph's quote about it. Uh, we can't lose our best players because of a personal battle. That's a personal battle. 
This is about the Broncos. If he was 100% doing this, Vic, because he was defending Chris Harris, we have a different argument. Right. I still don't think it's very smart, but it's a different argument. This is based on some off-season oh, no beef down in no Dallas. Doubt. No doubt. That's ridiculous. If they were 7-3, and three, I'd probably share your same sentiment. That's They're ridiculous. not. I don't care. I don't care that they lost the game. So if he's defending Chris Harris... Okay, I still think it's over the top. It was the most entertaining dumb. part of the game. Without uh. that, without that two minutes, I had nothing to talk about today. The game was that boring. Let me go on. A couple more texts from 5058. God bless you this morning, Vic. Working with a snowflake who thought the fight was embarrassing and then James blaming Harris for inciting the brawl. Boy, can't be easy. So people see my vantage point here. Yes, if you I'm don't, such a snowflake. If you think uh, getting kicked out of a game three and a half minutes in and leaving your team shorthanded is stupid, you're a snowflake. Got it, tough guy. Five, Two, six, four, five. Hey, look, real quick, one other quick thing. Do you guys remember when um, Julian Edelman got in a fight during training camp? What did Bill Belichick do? Because you always like to bring up the Patriots. What did Bill Belichick do? Sent his butt home. What does Vance <laughs> Joseph do? I laugh it off. Isn't it funny? I like seeing the intensity. There's a difference. Holy cow, Vic. Welcome to Monday. I'm sorry you have to be subject to this nonsense. Um, the last time right. the Patriots had a brawl. Trying to find. Uh, I got it was this cute one. and fun, though. 2716. Mm-hmm. Vic is the Paxton Lynch of sports talk. I don't know what that means. What do I go to my corner and start crying? I, what does that mean? I don't think it's much of a compliment. I, I don't understand how. Can you please elaborate on that? Uh, this is from Brandon in Glendale. During the game, Kevin Harlan said the Broncos had fights during practice. Did I miss that? Who fought? During training camp, there were some fights. No, but they and fought this past week. week. Thanksgiving yes. Day, it was uh, yeah. hey, Chris Harris Jr., shocker, yeah. and Isaiah McKenzie. I can't believe you're all in on Chris Harris, a freaking all-pro. I, I just, where's your head, dude? Where are you? I ex- who, who are you? I who are you? more of the best players wow, and the man. guys who make the this most money. This guy is a self-made, undrafted cat who so makes, therefore he's who's the top of his game, and we you're all in on this we guy? We can't say anything about him because of wow, all those things. Wow, man. You just like to pick on people that have achieved in life. That's what I. That's my conclusion. What are you talking about? Yeah, anybody so who's made it. Because he's achieved in life and he's made it, he. I can never criticize anything he does. That's your logic. I don't see anything wrong with what Chris Harris did. Well, I he do. got punched. Well, I do. He got punched in the stomach. Okay. I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, if anybody he, would he like did. to uh, participate beyond the text, no, by all means, call us, 303-753-0950, 303-753-0950. Love to hear your voice this morning in addition to read your text. Save it for the hot takes. Dial it up now. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter and Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Hey, geniuses. Bronco fans, geniuses. The goal was not to win that game, okay? If you're upset because the Broncos lost yesterday... You live in this weird wonderland where a game in Oakland meant something. It meant nothing. Zero. The goal is to competitively lose games from here on out. As many as you can. Not tank. I'm not all in the tank game. Tanking's a different deal. Competitively lose. There's a big difference between tanking and competitively losing. How do you competitively lose? You put Paxton Lynch out there. That's how you do it. And you leave him out there. It's pretty simple. I know he didn't finish the game, but he did finish with, let's see here, nine completions, 14 yards, 41 yards, 
a quarterback rating of 38.4. Let him finish the season. The whole gotta see what we got thing, whatever. Let's see what we got. Let him finish the entire season from here on out, and that is how you competitively lose football games. The best record doesn't get you anything at this point. You're not going to get into the playoffs. Seven and nine's a joke. Seven and nine would be the worst record. Eight and eight, that's even worse than seven and nine. You want to go three and thirteen. You want to go four and twelve. You want to get the best possible draft pick you can. And the way you do that, keep throwing Paxton Lynch into the game. The thought of starting Trevor Simeon next week, that scares me. Why would you do that? Don't let him see the field. Paxton Lynch is your quarterback. Play it out. Let it happen. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. I thought the brawl yesterday was embarrassing. I don't have a problem for with Aqib Tlaib standing up for himself, but I thought it got out of control, and I thought it got out of control quick to the point where it almost felt like something really bad could happen. Like it could it could bleed into the stands, like the malice in the palace with Ron Artest and Ben Wallace. It felt Correct. that out of control and that bad, like something really, really bad was going to happen. I'm glad it didn't. But the Broncos are lucky it was only Aqib Tlaib who got ejected. Shane Ray very well could have been ejected from that game, too. And this team is an out-of-control team, and they're out of control because they don't have any respect for their head coach. Vance Joseph, leader of men, CEO type, was a bunch of crap that was fed to us that was wrong, and they lied to us, and they lied again this weekend when they told us what a good drafter John Elway was. So I don't want to turn it into a media-bashing show, and I know you don't like when we do that, but you have to continue to think independently and not take the things this team feeds you because Vance Joseph is not a leader of men and John Elway is not a good drafter. Keep thinking for yourself. Keep thinking freely. Keep listening to guys like us. We'll tell you like it is. Well, some of us. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Sometimes you stumble into the solution. Now, they could have just listened to this show because I told them what to do. I told them go shotgun. I told them go no huddle. Right? It'll, it'll uh, prevent the yeah. defense from substituting. Yeah, that got Paxton going. It'll, he didn't get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll prevent the defense from substituting. The pass rushers get gassed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Broncos two scoring drives yesterday. They ran 22 total plays. You have any idea how many were called runs? Five. One. They're behind by three touchdowns. What'd you expect them to do? Run the ball up the middle? And finish my point. Okay. You know, on the first five drives, with Paxton Lynch in there, how many times they ran the ball on the first play of the drive? Five. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. This team cannot run the football. They can't. I don't even know why they bother trying. They're constantly in third and six, third and seven, third and eight. Look, I don't think Paxton Lynch was good yesterday. I think he was poor. He was brutal. But, but, I don't know that he was brutal. They didn't ask him to do anything. They didn't give him a chance to do anything. So all these people are going to come out, look how great Trevor was. They ran 21 pass plays on 22 plays. It was garbage time. Oakland was playing the same defense over and over, and their pass rush was gassed. He also threw a ball right to a defender that went through his hands. It should have been an interception and turned into a completion. He also missed so many wide-open guys. Rich Gannon kept saying, I don't know that he can see the field. So don't bring me the Trevor Simeon so great and Paxton Lynch is so bad. They ran totally different game plans and totally different offenses when one guy was in there and then when the other guy was trying to scramble back and come back. But maybe Bill Musgrave finally got smart. Maybe he stumbled into the answer. And the answer, I don't care who your quarterback is, 
shotgun, no huddle, and shelve the running game. That's your answer. Well, thanks. You're down 21 nothing. What do you think you're going to do? That's your answer. Okay. Of course that's what you're going to but, do. But don't that's be... why they stumbled into it. Are they you... should have done it from the get-go. You, you're really going to look at me with a straight face and say Paxton Lynch played all right. He didn't. They didn't ask okay. him to okay. do anything. The pass that should have been a touchdown to Booker was nice. It was nice. Best pass of the day. I thought the yeah. pass he got hurt on was actually a really nice ball. I thought the pass that should have been a touchdown that Virgil Green dropped was a nice play. They didn't ask him to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> That's on them. <laughs> what, what does that tell you? It tells me it's the dude. It's the same offense that got shut out by San Diego. Do you think they don't? Mm-hmm. They didn't ask Trevor to do anything that game. Like. The fact that everybody makes this a Paxton Lynch thing it's is not a I joke. Want, I want him to Their play. Offense no. sucks. Exactly. Their offense so sucks. where were those you, same where were those same excuses when Trevor was playing quarterback about the running game not working? The offense. I didn't work. say it the, that the running game I'm wasn't just working. Saying, and that's why he played it, poorly. It, I said shelve the running game. They can't run the football. They can't run the ball. But fine. You know what? How did Brett Hundley look yesterday compared to his first start? Very good. Okay. Yes. How does Jared Goff look this year compared Very good. to That's his 0-7 start Paxton. last year? I'm with you. No, he had one one game where he you. didn't look great. So let's let's show play it. Paxton in 22 plays that they threw it 21 times. Trevor was great. So let's go back to him. Yeah, that's the solution. Hey, you know what would be awesome? Maybe Trevor will look just good enough that they'll convince themselves to do this again we next year. We agree. I do awesome. not want to play Trevor Simeon anymore. You know why? God. You know why I don't want to play Trevor Simeon? Because he gives him the best chance to win. And that's the worst thing that can happen. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're back after this time out. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. With Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror, it's officially Christmas season. And this holiday season, give yourself the gift that keeps on giving. I'm talking about extra money in your monthly budget. How do you do that? Give my friends at American Financing a call at 303-695-7000 or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. With the holidays around the corner, wouldn't it be great to skip mortgage payments until the new year? Believe it or not, you might be able to do just that. With a home loan refinance, you're paying off your current mortgages and getting yourself into a newer, cheaper mortgage. And because it's a new loan, you may be able to postpone up to two payments depending on when you close. How can you get this done? Again, give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They employ salary-based mortgage consultants. They're Colorado family-owned and operated right here in our own backyard, and they're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. Again, American Financing, 303-695-7000, online at AmericanFinancing.net. Altitude 950, home of the Avs, has another ultimate avalanche experience. Score! We think you've been a little naughty. Must have squawked something to him. Not sure what he said. So Altitude 950 is putting you in the penalty box at Pepsi Center. Final penalty and holding. Get in there. Seriously, we're going to do that. Seriously? We're putting you and three friends in the penalty box before the Abs and Sabres game on December 5th. Hopefully, that fixes your attitude. Because after that, we'll move you to four great seats for the game. So keep your head up and keep it on Altitude 950 all day for your chance to qualify. I think it's time for me to get some. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? 
With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at realdeminezrestaurant.com. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitresses are just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora, off of Anna Parker, in Glendale, off of Cherry and Leesdale, and downtown off Fifteenth and Curtis. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Out in the Henderson area, westbound I-76 remains closed between Sable and Highway 85 for accident investigation work. And there's a crash on southbound I-25 at the Thornton Parkway blocking the left lane. Traffic slow back to 136th. Also a crash on eastbound 270 approaching I-76. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Man, we got all kinds of stuff to give away this morning, in addition to knowledge. We got Nuggets tickets, Nuggets bowls this week. Thursday night, I believe, is that Mm -hmm. game? Because I'm heading to Utah after the show today. Nuggets against the Jazz tomorrow night in Utah. Then back home, we're giving away those Nuggets tickets for Thursday night's Bulls game. Tell you how you can win those. We're also giving away Avs tickets, right? Know your Avs? Upcoming Avs game? Correct. I mean, a little bit of everything. Yeah. So do we figure out how we're going to give these tickets away? Well, know your Avs. You have to listen to Moe's during the games. He tells you trivia. But we also will qualify someone to sit in the penalty box before Sabres Avs when you hear the 2001 Stanley Cup call. Should I do the Know Your Avs right now? Sure. All right, I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Time for today's edition of Know Your Avs, brought to you by CSU Global Campus. At CSU Global Online Education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. During the games this weekend, what did Mark Mosier tell listeners about Alexander Kerfoot? Be the first caller, 303-753-0950. 303-753-0950. I actually heard this nugget of information, by the way. I was listening to the broadcast, and I heard what Moj had to say about Kerfoot. Yes, it is. So if you can tell us what he said about Kerfoot, you win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Avs home game. I've I've given you the hotline number. Do you remember what he said? 303-753-0950. That is the digits. Give us a call. A little bit later, we'll give away uh, a chance for you to win tickets inside the penalty box during an Avs home game. How's that for a deal? Uh, more from the text line, 30933. 
9472 says, Talib keeps ripping chains, acting like a child. Move on from him already. Um, I would love to see that kind of fire from the Nuggets, guys. Don't you guys ask for it? Yes. Good point. Good point. I love, I would love an Akib Talib type on the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Love it. Okay. So to use love that it. analogy, yeah. after the Westbrook uh, play where he ran into Jokic, uh, that should have resulted in a bench-clearing brawl that was spiraling out of control. That's the proper reaction. Or is the mm-hmm. proper reaction, next time Russell Westbrook comes into the paint, you put him on his butt. What's the proper reaction? Uh From Matty M, hmm. is it just me yeah. or is it snowing in that studio, Vic? Hashtag snowflakes. Sometimes you got to deal with things a little differently. So a brawl that feels like it's about to get out of control, Who feels cares? like it's about to be malice in the palace level Who bad. Cares? It's a football I, game. So I'm the snowflake yes. for wanting for not wanting this thing to spiral out of control. But you, you would think that I, I think I'm the think, rational you one, think and you and the Texans aren't. You think Talib was going to get hurt? He was wearing a helmet. If anybody was going to get hurt, it was Crabtree in that place. Oh my God! I, you, you that place know. is scary. You know what a brawl was? A real brawl was when Lincoln Kennedy showed up in Mile High Stadium and got hit in the face with a snowball from a fan. That was much worse than what I saw yesterday. You, you didn't have that moment yesterday when that thing was going down where you thought something really, really Hell bad no. was I about was, to I was egging him on. I was like, let's go. I w- See, I'm, I guess I'm okay, so I'm, the, I'm the snowflake because I'm, I'm level-headed and rational. Tell you something. We're tell snowflakes because well, we what? wanted to use a 60-minute game to get your revenge on a guy. I don't care about the game. Selfish. I don't care okay. about the game. See, you guys, the, 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 logic, the logic is wrong from the get-go. You guys think the outcome of the game actually matters. We've never said, have I said that? Have you said well, that? Well, you keep going back to the game. You keep I going, keep talking about how play it's show for itself. It's, like, who my hot take when they were three and five was that they should go three and thirteen. So yeah. okay. we should all be tough guys because it worked out great. It worked out great. Good job, tough guy. If, if Brendan Langley was a lot of you're fun super yesterday. Tough, if, a punches, if a guy punches, if a guy punches, if a guy punches my brother, if a guy punches my yeah. brother in the stomach, I'm going to do something about and it. And if a guy brings a gun into a into a bar in Dallas, I'm bringing mine in too, okay. and I'm going to shoot so myself now, in the ass. Now you the next level. It's the exact mentality. It's the same mentality. You can't walk away from anything. You can't. That's the problem with the guy. That's a stupid-ass thing to do. It was dumb. But because we think it was dumb and selfish, and the head coach said it and said it was personal and not about the Broncos, we're a couple of snowflakes. I'm get, I'm tired of being called a snowflake because yeah. I actually think a player should use his head, especially when he has a C on the front of his jersey. Andrew, Sorry. Andrew writes in, who takes a little bit of both of our logic here. Vic, I get your point on having your teammates back. I would want you as a teammate. But James is right. This team is imploding under the weight of its own stupidity. Andrew, this is where I agree with you on both accounts. It's good that they're imploding. This is good. Do you understand this? The last thing you want to happen right now is for the the ship to be righted. You don't want this season to turn around now. This is awesome. I'm, I, am I am I the only one who sees this? Are no, you guys all I agree with you. That was my hot take. I want them to be a top five. Team. Let so what is the problem? Let me the implosion this. of a team? You guys should be cheering that on. Because they have to make a change at head coach. Where was this mentality last season? When I said this for week, La- week last season, in. they had a win, they had a winning record. No, yesterday season. you tweeted, I don't want to be eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. You're either great or suck. Because that's what last you tweeted season, yesterday, because that's not what you said last because year. Because last season they didn't start. They started off great. 
Do you remember their record midseason? They were four and zero at one point last okay, year. Okay, so, so it looks a lot like this year. But last year, when I was saying you need to start your rookie quarterback and see what you have, like the Rams are doing and the Eagles are doing, you were wow, we can make it into the playoffs, and you know you got to go for your shot. And I said, why? So you can be the sixth seed? What's the point of that? Now we've totally changed on that. Last it's a different year when they, team now. when they started, it's a different team. They were a better team last year when they started Trevor Simeon in Week 17 in a game that meant nothing. Mm-hmm. You defended Gary Kubiak, and it was all about oh. What are you going to do? Tell it keep to leave. We're not trying to win games. Funny Different how team. that's changed. Different team. Uh, Matt thirty two on sure Twitter says we are twenty minutes into the show and already want to throw punch James Marillat. How do you do it, Vic Lombardi? Dealing with these snowflakes. Another Sheesh. tough guy. Come on down. Come on down, bud. Pretty public place of where it is. I mean, you want to throat punch me? There's a great, they're great. Now we're you threatening guys. You guys would not be good awesome. team. Uh, Lance says. James, I do think you're a snowflake because you're definitely one of a kind. XOXO, Lance. That's nice, Lance. Thank you. <laughs> you got a fan. LOL. And then Brandon Marshall kneeling was a distraction. Some distraction that was compared to this. Paul says, same guy who blasted the offensive line for not standing up for their QB is now bashing to lead for doing exactly that. You're just moving the goalposts. Okay. Got it. Again, let me read it. God, it's like people I'm can't freaking hear. I'm reading texts. We can't lose our best player because of a personal battle. That's a personal battle. This is about the Broncos. He wasn't defending Chris Harris Jr. He wasn't. He was fighting his off-season Dallas crap on the football Good. field. I'd do the really? same thing. I'd so do the same thing. I would do the same thing. So you want you yeah. want the Broncos on the field fighting neighborhood Dallas battles. If, that's what if, you want. If the ship is that sinking, is stupid man. To handle that's your own stupid. business. Handle. Yeah. There's a reason. Okay. There's a reason every. Bronco player after the game. Every one of them that they stuck a microphone in front of their mouth. Every one of them said the same thing. I love that guy. In fact, I'll read you some quotes. How about that? How about I read you some quotes from Bronco players regarding Akib Talib? You tell me their love for that player and why he's such a bad guy. If they love him so much, there's got to be a reason. We're back. Didn't say he was a bad guy. Vic Lombardi Show. Words in my mouth again. Hi, it's Drew Goodman. There is one road that will always remain the same. It is familiar, it is comfortable, and its destination is somewhere we never quite left. It's the road home. Make your road home a memorable one this year by starting your holiday season at Shop BMW for the Road Home Sales Event. From the iconic 3 Series starting at $299 a month to the attention-commanding X6, there are more models than ever featuring X-Drive all-wheel drive technology. Shop BMW. One price, one person, one hour. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock, our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you save. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? 
It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Accident investigation work on westbound I-76 between Sable and Highway 85 has wrapped up and all lanes are now reopened through there. And an earlier accident on southbound I-25 at the Thornton Parkway has been moved to the right shoulder, but traffic still slow through there back to 120th. Also a crash on westbound I-70 near Havana. That stretch backed up to Airport Boulevard. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Shot clock at 7. Wancho to Murray in the paint. Jokic, floaters on the way, no good. Dunked home by Kenneth Marie. Puts there the you Denver, go, Kenneth. Puts the Denver Nuggets up by 10 with 138 left, and this thing is over. Man, the Nuggets are rolling at home this season. They head to Utah. For a game tomorrow night against the Jazz. That's where they open the season. Love to get revenge against the Jazz this time around. We welcome to the show, uh, the head coach of your Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone. Coach, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was great. Obviously, uh, to be home and to spend it with my wife, my, uh, my two daughters. Uh, it was a great time to be with family and, uh, it was a very nice Thanksgiving. How about you, Vic? How was v- yours? Very good. You guys gave me a nice W, so the weekend was great. <laughs> Brought my uh, family to the game. They enjoyed it. And you know what? My girls said the same thing, coach. You noticed this and I've noticed it all season. There's a different vibe at Pepsi Center, man. It's electric this season. It just feels different, does it not? Well, it feels like our fans are, are excited to come out and watch our team play. And I think I uh, give our guys a lot of credit. Obviously, I think we're eight and two at home. Uh, we're playing really good basketball at home. And uh, when you come to one of our games, I think we put on a good show. We play a great brand of basketball, exciting. And uh, obviously, when you have guys like Nikola Jokic playing at such a high level, you know I think we're an easy team to root for. So we appreciate all the fans and the fact that, to your point, our arena is becoming a very tough place to play. I read the release issued by the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Paul Millsap expected to miss, quote, several months. Return date not known yet as he's undergoing surgery. He did undergo reconstructive surgery to repair a torn ligament in his left wrist. Now, it took a few days before the surgery took place, Coach. Was there was there talk of an alternate means of recovery before they decided to take surgery into place there? You know, I, I think they looked at everything, and uh, I think rightfully so. 
uh, obviously uh, with with surgery, you know, you're looking at at least a probably a three month period before you can get back. Or I think maybe the earliest date would be right around the coming out of All Star break. So they wanted to see if there were any other uh, means of recovery, and obviously it was decided upon surgery was our best bet. And then once that's decided upon, you know, Paul has to feel comfortable with who is going to do the surgery. So um, you know, it was just a, a question of what is the best method and who do who do we want to do that surgery? And obviously now that everything has been you know. Uh, planned and decided upon now we can start the recovery process and try to get him back before the season is over not gonna lie this sucks but if you look at the silver lining here it is an injury to the hand so he can keep in shape he can still run so trying to get him back into the fold would be easier than if it were a leg injury would it not that and also it's a non-shooting hand so i think you know uh to your point, very silver lining. You don't want to lose anybody, especially a guy that um, brought so much to our team in Paul Millsap for an extended period. But when you look at the big picture, okay, it is not a, a lower extremity injury, which could be a really long time. Uh, and also when it's a non-shooting hand injury, you know that also gives you some hope uh, to get him back before the season is over. We'll have to wait and see how the rehab goes and how it feels coming back. And until then, what – our, our whole motto is, hey, the season must continue. Uh, we feel awful for Paul Millsap, but we have plenty of other guys that are going to look to step up and take advantage. And all you have to do is go back to that Memphis Grizzly game. I thought, yes, Nikola Jokic was great. Fourth quarter, he brought us home with 14 points and seven rebounds in that quarter alone. But Kenneth Reed was also a big factor in that game, and uh, he helped us dominate the glass. And I think Kenneth is one of the elite offensive rebounders in the NBA, and uh, obviously he'll be able to help us out while Paul is out. So is that the plan moving forward, to have Kenneth Fareed fill most of that void, or is that a game-per-game basis based on the matchups? Yeah, you know, game one, obviously, against Houston, uh, we went small, you know, because they're such a small ball team, and they, they shoot 45 threes per game. We knew playing a team like Memphis, they played more traditional uh, with two real bigs and Gasol and Jamichael Green. You know, but Kenneth has been a starter. He and Nicole Jokic played very, very well together. So, you know, I, I'd say we may look at adjusting that lineup at times, but as of right now, you know, I plan on, you know, starting Kenneth alongside Nicole Jokic. You mentioned Joker's performance against Memphis, and I noticed it. We all did. He's becoming a leader right before our eyes. I mean, he's he's helping coach. I saw him on the bench drawing up a play. No, he's uh, he's taking ownership of being a leader. Uh, he's not shying away from that responsibility, uh, and he is using his voice. I think he feels empowered. He realizes with the loss of a guy in Paul Millsap that he needs to step up, and uh, young guys are looking at him. And obviously, as I've said many times, Vic, uh, this is a conversation that Nicole and I had at the very end of last season. We had it throughout the summer while I was in Serbia, and we had it going into the season, and we've had it again recently with Paul Millsup going down to injury. And he's not shying away from that responsibility, which is great to see. And he is getting more comfortable and more confident in speaking and using his voice and, and stepping up and being the leader of this team. So it's great to see. Yeah, again, uh, you, you look for silver linings when you lose a player like Paul Millsap, and perhaps Jokic filling that role not only as a great player but as a leader could be one of those silver linings. Elsewhere on this team, I'm looking at the backcourt. What is it about home games for Jamal Murray? He comes out more aggressively at home, it seems to me. Yeah, well, I think you can make the same point for our team in general. Obviously, uh, we have been somewhat of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, we're great at home, and right now we've been very inconsistent on the road. And so, yes, I think Jamal Murray 
looks to come out, set the you know set our tone early with pace, playing aggressive, playing confidently, and he needs to be the same thing on the road. We can't be do two different teams. We have to try to be the same team every night, and I think that is the greatest challenge for any young player is consistency. How can I be the player every night regardless of I'm making or missing shots how can I approach the game the same way and come out and try to play the same way every single night and you look at our lineup you know I mean what we closed with the other night Vic we had Jamal we had Gary we had Wancho we had Nicola and then we had the veteran and Kenneth we had four young players on the court great experience great minutes but I think for Jamal and our team in general we have to look to be a lot more consistent on the road, and come out and play with that same pace and aggressive mindset that we've been playing with at our home games. You've talked great links about Trey Lyles and the talent that he has. We haven't been a chance to see it because of uh, of the blockage there of power forwards, but now that he's got an opportunity to play, how do you want to use a guy like Trey Lyles? He's like a, uh, a Swiss Army knife, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that, he has great versatility. Uh, Trey can really play the small forward position, the power forward position, as well as a, a center. In today's NBA, Trey Lyles can play backup five minutes. Uh, what I love about Trey Lyles is he is really, really skilled. He can put the ball on the floor. He is a very good playmaking big. He can make plays for his teammates. Uh, he's shooting the ball well from the three-point line, and he's a good rebound. He had four rebounds for us the other night as we are rebounded Memphis 50-23, to 23, a plus-27 margin. But uh, I think Trey is a guy, with Paul being out now, Trey plays well with Nicola, he can play well with Kenneth, and he can play well with Mason Plumley. He has that type of a game. So I'm happy that he's getting a chance. I know it wasn't easier for him early on, but to his credit, Vic, he stayed engaged, he stayed ready, and he stayed positive, knowing that this opportunity was going to come at some point, and I'm happy to see him taking advantage of it. Coach Michael Malone of the Denver Nuggets on the hotline here. You know what I love most about the way you coach this team, uh, Mike, is you hold everybody accountable, including yourself and the coaching staff. After the loss in Houston, you mentioned that you didn't have the best game plan. You changed the way you handled pick and rolls. For those laymen who may not understand the nuances of a, a pick and roll defense, what did you do differently in that game? You know, uh, we made a, uh, a decision as a staff early in the summer going into this season that we, we wanted to simplify our, our pick and roll coverages and we wanted to be more aggressive. And I think going into that Houston game, our first 17 games of the season, our pick-and-roll defense was much better than it had been last year. I mean, right now, I think we're 18th in defensive efficiency. At the end of last season, we were 29th. So we're, we're not where we want to be, Vic, but I think we're, we're, we're improving. We're heading in the right direction. And my, you know, after that game in Houston, and I said it at halftime to our guys as well as after the game, I went into that game and adjusted to – how we guarded last year. We were much less aggressive. We were down the floor. And the reason we did that was to try and protect the three-point line. Houston takes 45 points a game. And we changed. I changed before it became an issue. And I took a valuable lesson away from that. Uh, trust what you do. Go into each game doing what you do. And if you have to make adjustments as the game goes along, you do that. I made the adjustment before the game even happened, and uh, that's something I regret, and it's a valuable lesson that I learned. Hmm. All right, so headed to Utah, uh, taking off today, play tomorrow night. How different do you approach Utah with uh, without Rudy Gobert? They're a different team without that big guy in the middle. They're different. You know, it's funny. So you have Rudy Gobert, who last time we played them, season opening loss, 
Uh, he gets 18 and 10. And the other guy that really hurt us, obviously, off the bench, Joe Johnson, still out, I believe. So they're a little different. We're a little different. Um, we have to play our game. You know, whether Gobert is in there or not, we have to play in attack mode. That is a game that we're up by as many as 15 points in the third quarter. And the name of that game was simply turnovers. We had 22 turnovers for 31 points. And that allowed that team to get back in the game, and they have scored us 28-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think we're in a much better place right now, but they're playing well. They've won three games in a row. They're starting to figure out, like everybody, you know, Memphis is without Mike Conley. They're struggling. We're without Paul Millsap. We're, we're, we're playing decent basketball without a great player. And obviously, when you lose a guy like Rudy Gobert and Joe Johnson, you have to adjust. But, you know, for us, going on the road, taking our defense with us, and making sure we don't beat ourselves with turnovers. Right now, the one thing that probably is most upsetting about our team is we are 30th in the NBA, points allowed off turnovers. We are giving our opponent every single night 21 points, and that cannot continue. No, you're right. Uh, What a mosh pit in the Northwest Division. I'm looking at the standings right now. My goodness, this could go either way for the rest of the season. But you know what, Coach? When When I first heard of Millsap's injury, and not to undermine his talents because we know what he brings to the table my reaction wasn't oh god season's over like some teams might my reaction was more like okay they've got the depth to deal with this what was the reaction of your team how did you guys react to that news uh, i think it was uh there were two levels to it one from a personal standpoint uh we all care deeply about Paul Millsap, and you never want to see somebody go down with an injury uh especially one that's going to keep him out for an extended period so there was definitely a you know, uh, you know, you feel sorry for Paul. The second thing was, hey, we're going to be fine. Uh, there was never any woe is me, uh, the season's over. It was next man up, and I think we've done that. Uh, we've tried to do that ever since I've been here. Um, injuries are part of the NBA. They happen. And we have a guy in Kenneth. We have a guy in Trey Lyles. We, have, we can play small with Wilson or Wancho. We have guys that have played meaningful minutes last year in a playoff push and played really good basketball. And we all know that Kenneth and Nicola have a great uh, chemistry on the court. So I agree with you. There was never any drop our heads, what are we going to do without Paul? It was, I feel bad for Paul, but the season must go on, and we have plenty of guys in this locker room that are more than capable and more than ready to take advantage of the opportunity that is now there. Well, Coach, uh, that makes me feel a lot better. I'm, I'm making this road trip because I've always wanted to see Salt Lake in late November. So I'll see you on the team flight, and uh, best of luck at practice today. Uh, I appreciate it, Vic. Look forward to seeing you later. Right, on. Take, Take care. care. That is Michael Malone, head coach of the Denver Nuggets. As he told us there, uh, Paul Millsap did undergo surgery on Sunday. You just never know with those uh, ligaments and how long it takes for the full healing process. The good news is it's his non-shooting hand. He could still work out. He could still run. So when they say several months, I think they're being overly cautious there. If I were to give you my own doctor's prediction, because I am a doctor, I'd say sooner than later. It's his non-shooting hand. Does that make you feel better? It does, but I also thought, just to be fair to Coach, he was very clear that he said it twice to you. He said, we'll try to get him back before this season is over. So I thought Coach was very clear that you just never know. You just never know. You never know. So we do need to be fair on that. It's, yes. it's hard to play doctor, but I am a doctor, so I, I'm not playing it. I'm doing it. It's 8 o'clock. It's the top of the hour. We're back after this timeout. Altitude 950, Denver's All-Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets are back on the road as they head to Utah to take on the Jazz. Tip-offs at 8 o'clock with the pregame show getting underway at 7.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. 
KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I mean, I know both of those guys. I know I know both of those guys, uh, you know, extremely real, extremely well. Um, Crab is like, you know, an older brother to me. Lieb is like an older brother to me. So, you know, those guys... You know those guys, uh, you know, getting into whatever they, whatever they got. You know, it's, it it drags me, it drags me in there because I I know both of those guys extremely well, and um, it's uh, I mean it's uh, it's I mean it's unfortunate that that we have that. Both of those guys are you know the main guys, um, in Dallas. Boy, that must have been odd for Von Miller to see his older brothers fighting. Didn't exactly have the keep Talib's back on. It was cool he got kicked out for a. Beef that goes to Dallas and yeah, the he, he didn't, yeah, it was fun. He didn't it was back cute. him up there. You're right. Everyone liked it. Uh, from the text line, he backed hey, up Will. Michael Crabtree as much as he backed up Akeem Talib. Six zero one three. Hey Take Will, note. did Vic just say under mean instead of undermine? I did. Yes, I did. I done did. I think you kind of combine demean and undermine into under mean. Under I don't mean? want to demean or diminish his value. Yeah. I, yeah well, according did. to you, I'm charming soft. So whatever, it's all good. No, you're a snowflake. Big difference. Hey, do you guys think um, you can just do the right thing when it's important, or do you normally have to do the right thing all the time, and then when it's important, it'll just be natural? I say do it only what's imp- when it's important. Yeah. If it's a meaningless like, game, should you all hustle? bets are off. Should you hustle in a meaningless game? Guys, here's another text. Should you guys, try hard? Tlaib is the least selfish player on the team. Oh, You're looking God. at this wrong. He knew they're better off losing right now, so he took himself out to help them lose. Yeah. See? Just like That's he a cost guy Peyton Manning it. the chance to set the record for all-time passing yards in Indianapolis because he thought it was more important to stick his finger in Dwayne Allen's eye. Two zero nine six. So let me, get this stri- let me get this straight, Manchester. VJ talks out of his butt on everything else, but he's speaking the truth about Tlaib and it being personal. Oh, okay. Okay, so you don't think it was personal? Von Miller just said it too, dude. Replay the thing we just played. Fine. Coach Joseph is full of it. He's full of it. It's not a personal Dallas thing. Oh, Von Miller said it too. How many people have to say it before you believe it? It, it was a hundred percent about Dallas and the stupid, oh, I'm going to rip his chain off again, as opposed to defending Chris Harris Jr. Had nothing to do with it. This that. one's from Warm Regards Steve. Vic is so dumb this morning, I feel like snatching his chain off. By the way, speaking of, who the hell wears jewelry to a football game when you're playing in said football game? Michael Crabtree, apparently. He wasn't the only one. Right. I, I have, listen to my theory. Listen to my theory and tell me if I'm way off here. There were several members of the Oakland Raiders receiving core. I think every receiver had a chain on. I believe they purposely wore chains to get at Akib, which was smart on there. I would agree. They were all wearing chains. Who wears jewelry to a football game? Why would you show up with a, a chain? With with any sort of what, what's next a nose piercing? So they were trying to get a key ejected and a key took the bait. I just think the bait was there. Three and a half minutes into the game, but you know what? In an important game next year, I'm sure he won't take the bait. I'm sure he won't because we all know that it's very easy to just do the right thing when it's important. You cannot have it both ways. Either you appreciate that kind of player or you don't. You can't turn it on and off. You, I mean, 
It is what it is. He's the same player he was two years ago when you loved him and you praised him and you said everything glorious about him, how you don't win the Super Bowl without him. And all of a sudden they're having a rough patch and you hate him? Come on. Okay, so according to you, I can't ever criticize Chris Harris Jr. because he's come from nowhere as an undrafted free agent and accomplished things. And if I have any criticism at all, I hate people who've accomplished things in life. And because I liked the edge Aqib Tlaib brought to a Super Bowl team, I have to like when he loses his mind three and a half minutes into a game, gets kicked out for inciting a brawl over an off-season Dallas dispute. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Here's a couple texts that sort of serve my purpose. Uh, I'd love to see that kind of fire from the Nuggets, Vic. Likewise. 7311. Thank you, Vic, for being the reasonable one. Manchester is a wild hater. I got mad respect for Tlaib, always have. He said he would snatch Crabtree's chain again and actually followed through, while most people would just talk and not back it up. Oh, what a badass. Well, that, that's great. He he said he would snatch his chain, and he did. Okay, your Woo! your criticism your criticism of Tlaib is one thing. That's fine. Okay, there's going to be a lot of people like you out there who really have no reason to fight and just sort of talk it but don't back it up. That's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't make that kind of flippant comment and then move right into whatever your point's going to be. That's completely unfair. Well, you know the kind, the kind that talk a big game, but when it's time to fight, you don't back it up. You know that kind. That that kind. That kind is the kind I'm talking about. Okay. So you can you can be flippant toward Akib to leave all you want. I get it. I totally understand that. You know, you can dislike him for what he did. But your criticism of Chris Harris is the most unwarranted criticism I've ever heard during this short broadcast relationship we've had. I, I, I just can't believe you could be critical of a guy who got sucker punched in the stomach. What did he do wrong? Uh, his reaction to it was, was over what? the top. Over the top, he got he, punched in the stomach. screaming at the Raiders bench. It, it, it starts to incite people, just like last year when he got blocked by Harry Douglas on the kind of play that we saw this team do a thousand times during their two Super Bowl runs. So if I punched and it led you... to a brawl on the sideline <laughs> on the next play. So if I punched you in the stomach, if I punched you in the stomach during the show, okay, because we're in a professional environment, you said the proper response would be just to accept the punch? Just take it and finish the show without nope, reacting to it. Not what I said. So I'll say it again because okay, we don't please, listen to what please, I say. Please say Just it like again. I never said Paxton Lynch was a great quarterback, but that's all my Twitter was filled with yesterday. I said you have 60 minutes to get your revenge in between the lines, and I would do it over and over and over again. That's what I said. So that's not walking away from the fight. Uh-huh. That's having the fight go on okay. for longer. So I, let's that's just pretend. Let's just pretend. <laughs> let's pretend that James was in a uniform and you were playing football and you got sucker punched by somebody. What would your reaction be? I'm just curious. I just want to know how you're supposed to properly handle these situations because you know you you guys seem to have the answers. If you're in the middle of a game and somebody hits you in the collions, what do you do? My reaction would be, hey man, we're gonna, you're gonna have a long day. You got three hours of dealing okay. with me the rest of the day. That would be my response. That would be my response. I wouldn't lose my mind, like, oh my god, it was the most uh, heinous thing ever done in the history of football. Oh, but here I am after one play when everybody thought I had blown my knee out because of Harry mm-hmm. Douglas's cheap shot. The guy overreacts. I don't know why that's such a, Outrageous let's, let's hear from Chris Harris. Because this you is... know what? He was an undrafted free agent. So I can't yeah. ever say that he overreacts to anything because he came from, he came from nothing and made himself something. I think he gets what, a free pass in life. Which one he used to leave and which one's Crabtree? Because I feel like I'm about to watch a brawl in this studio. Can we, can we relax? 
We're not brawling. I'm just trying to make I, I mean, I feel like I'm about to watch a brawl. This Between is Chris Harris two. after the game. I want you guys to hear Chris Harris reacting to getting cheap shot by Michael Crabtree. And ask yourself this. What would you do in this situation? Roll it. On what happened with that incident, did that lead, do you think, to what happened with the key and Crabtree? Your, I guess, take. So, what was your, I guess, take on what happened with that incident? Did that lead, do you think, to what happened with the and Crabtree? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess he wouldn't. I guess his initiative was to come out there and fight today. I guess I would play football. He come out there, he just punched me in the stomach. I just lost my breath. What did you see down with Crabtree then on the other side? I was getting attended to by the trainer. So I didn't see anything. Did it then spill over to you? Did you see it come over? Were you there when it came over the sideline then? Is that where you were, Chris? No, I was in the far back. So I didn't see anything. I just heard the crowd. Chris, did he just sucker punch you? Just yeah, he just sucker punched me. I've never seen that in the NFL, but... You think he's a dirty player? I mean, I guess today he just came out and wanted to fight. He didn't want to play football. Did you have any interaction? Was there any anything between you two before that? Point? Second play of the game. Second play. <laughs> so it surprised you, obviously. It was a run play. I wasn't just playing. I was playing man, and I was just... I wasn't even doing anything, just came in there, just bam, hit me like right here in the middle of my stomach. I just lost my breath. Uh, second play of the game, the guy loses his breath, he gets helped out the field, and according to Merrillat, he's in the wrong. I, I honestly don't know how to react to that. I don't know where to go with that. I, what did he do wrong? What on earth did Chris Harris do wrong? He turned to the Raiders bench and he started the I trash done talk. The John, thing. we're coming at. Blah, I would have done blah. the same okay. thing. Okay, and he did the same thing last year in Tennessee when he was so cheap shotted by Harry Douglas and he missed a grand total of one play, one play, one play. And you know what? That was a meaningful game. And remember the 15 yard penalty penalty that Aqib Talib got that set up the field goal. How much did the Broncos lose that game by? Oh, but it doesn't matter. You can't have it both it ways. Does, nope, can't have it both either, ways. Either I can't expect a professional to act like okay. a professional. All right. Give me a freaking break. Uh, from the text line, a punch from Vic would be about as weak as a light breeze. You're right on that account. Not much of a puncher. 2716, James is using the kind of logic that is used on Real Housewives show. <laughs> I was watching one of those I like, shows I like the tough guy crowd because you know what the, how they make the argument? Calling you names. Oh, now I'm a housewife it, and I'm a snowflake. Because you guys are so freaking tough. It's not You're about such being a tough. Badass. It's about... You're such a badass. Just uh, fighting all the time. Right? Again, again, I'm the guy who hides behind the bench, but you're such a tough well, guy. We're just wired okay. differently. We're wired differently. If, okay. if I'm in a game and I got a brother, a somebody that I, I play for, somebody that's close to me, and he's attacked by somebody, I'm going to go defend him. I'm okay. not going to walk to my bench and go, well, we're just going to let the game dictate... Well, um, that's not how I react to it. That's not how I do it. Again, he wasn't defending Chris Harris Jr. He was fighting his June argument in Dallas on the football field. Chris Harris Jr. just got punched in the gut, dude. He got punched in the gut. You got the Vic Lombardi show. What would you do with a punch in the gut? I wish we were on Periscope today. I know. He just walked out of the show. He just left. <laughs> All right, homeowners, you got to sell that house. I know you do. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call. He's going to make you this offer. Sell your house at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive system for marketing. 
It's all about the marketing of these houses. He's proven to get clients the most money through marketing. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. Give him a call today. 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. So it's interesting when people now start to talk about potential deals in the NHL. The Joe Sackick Matt Duchesne deal, Joe's trade of Matt Duchesne, mm-hmm. has set an incredibly high bar. And now you even have experts going, well, they probably can't get what Sackick got. I mean, yeah. like Joe's deal yeah, is but now Joe such Lee, a Joe high was, bar. Joe was in the weeds just waiting, just waiting forever. Like, I don't think a lot of GMs will have that kind of patience. You know what I mean? Right. He waited, like how, what, 11 months? Yeah. He, he just waited and waited and waited and waited and finally got the deal that he wanted. He goes, snip, snap. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution. doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA-approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitresses are just like family, you know. Monster cinnamon roll thing looked fantastic. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We, we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora off of Anna Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leesdale and downtown off 15th and Curtis. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. And it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution. 
doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's InspireSleep.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. This report is brought to you by Compassion International. We have a report of an accident on westbound I-70 near Havana. That stretch slow back to Tower. And off freeway just east of I-76, there's a crash at 88th Avenue and Brighton Road. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back, Vic Lombardi Show. Let's calm down a little bit. We're taking things personally. I apologize to an extent. 7335 says you guys all this sound a like big apology. You guys all sound I'm like you sorry, need a cigarette really, break. Actually. Well, because people on Twitter are trying to apply this to their real jobs. Don't be idiotic. You can't do this in your real job. It's a football game. If you want to start a brawl in a football game, who got hurt? What, you're hitting each other in the helmet? Two guys got ejected. It's football. It's violence. It's the nature of the game. I got people on Twitter saying, well, what if you did that at work? This is different. Don't be stupid. Don't be a moron. All right, you're stupid if you compare this to your real job. If a brawl breaks out in your real job, it's a little different from a violent-natured football game. Got it? Thank you. Do you think Ndamukong Suh is a smart player who never hurts his team? I take him on my team any day of the week. Okay. He's won a lot. Any day. I take him on my team any day. And you know what? A lot of people would take Aqib Tlaib on their teams. Any day. And a lot of people have said Aqib Tlaib isn't worth my time or trouble. Let me ask you this. Bill, yes. Including Bill Belichick. Right, me, and I'll ask all the listeners this. I'll, what reaction would you rather have out of your football player? Would you rather have the reaction of one Aqib Tlaib who goes down with a fight? Or would you rather have your quarterback who's on the sideline crying? If it Before I'm going to criticize Paxton Lynch for that. If we find out later today that he blew his Achilles and is done for the year, does his crying make more sense to you? Yes. Okay. Yes, so, but according to the latest reports, it's a minor injury. And is, let's see, what's the latest right here? The injury is a minor one and could play this weekend. Okay. Well, I, I would, I don't think a guy who was disappointed he wasn't able to go finish the game and compete with his teammates. I don't have a problem with a guy being disappointed. I, I have a problem. I have a problem with a guy crying on the sideline. Okay. I do. I don't want to see that crap. Okay. I don't want to see a guy crying on the sideline in is the middle of the game. Blanket crying or is it the reason for the crying or is it just blanket crying? Unless you lost a loved one. So no Sean Moreno's crocodile so you, tear. You have but, a problem but, with that. But wait a minute. You're calling Akib selfish, right? You have a problem with that. No, I'm just saying. You called Akib selfish, correct? His, what he okay. did in that situation so, was selfish. So, so yes. Paxton Lynch crying because he wasn't able to finish what he started, isn't that also selfish? No. Read Why? his quotes. He wanted to go out and finish the game with his teammates, finish okay, what they but, started. So did Akib. I'm sure he did, but he actually defended a player, a teammate. Again, he wasn't defending Chris Harris Jr. He was... He was it's a personal off-season Dallas beef. It's not so you keep we keep arguing on the Twitter account mm-hmm. and on this airwaves of oh he was defending his teammate. That's not what he was doing. It's not so. 
you're you're defending a guy with total falsehoods. It it just it's infuriating. A lot of people always ask me what it's like to work on this show. This yeah. morning it's fun to have a a front row seat to this because both you guys are upset, and it's because you both care about the Broncos, and you're both passionate, and you're both just as mad as every single person driving down the street. Listen, that well, they're 3-8, and eight, I, I they've lost 7 in a row. That's the difference between James and I, though. He's a rational upset. He's trying to look at things logically. Like, what would I do? I, I'm irrational. When it comes. Sports is sports. If you're in the arena, and you're in the playing field, and the adrenaline is pumping, and somebody starts beating on your teammate, I'm going to react. I'm not going to sit there and just go, well, how should I... How should I entertain this? Should I, you know, you're too logical for me. There are 53 guys on the team. First of all, again, he wasn't defending Chris Harris Jr. Do I have to say that a thousand okay. times? All right. Because so, the head coach said he wasn't and Von Miller said he so wasn't. So Harris getting punched the second play of the game. Let's pretend that just never happened. The fight still happens without that. Probably right. Okay. Because yeah. he went into the game with, I'm going to prove how tough I am and rip his chain off. So... There's 53 guys on the roster. How many of them reacted that way? How uh, many? A couple of guys on the text line make some good points here. Bowles was bawling on the actual <laughs> We've seen a lot of crying this year between Bowles and CJ. Did have a problem when Paxton. Anderson cried like a baby last week? Yeah, good point. You guys are making great points. It's the beauty of it. Nah, but it's more fun to pick on Paxton. Uh, Vic is a twit, but today he is absolutely right. Well, thank you. I can be a twit and right at the same time. Um, I Again, it's just how you react to certain situations in the arena of football. It is a, and I hate, people are going to look at me and say, oh, you're getting all manzy. It's a masculine sport. It's a savage sport. It's a violent sport. When when Darian Stewart, who did he knock out of the game? Who was that? Amari Cooper. Okay. When Darian Stewart hit Amari Cooper, the immediate reaction was a flag. And I tweeted, are you freaking kidding me? What is he supposed to do? How is he supposed to make that tackle? The NFL no longer wants Darian Stewart to make that tackle. Does he lead with his feet? Does he lead with his ass? What does he lead with exactly to make that tackle? It's a man's game. It's a barbaric, ruthless, violent game. And if you can't handle that, sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. It is what it is. It's why we watch. I don't know why saying spend the next 57 minutes getting revenge on the guy and hitting the guy and doing things to the guy in between the lines during the game. Why is that the wimpy answer? Why? Why? I'm, I'm going to spend 57 minutes fighting you. Because You're going to spend three minutes so you can go sit in the stands. Did you see? Awesome. But did you did you watch Crabtree blocking Tlaib out of bounds? Entirely out of yes. bounds? Okay, so if that, if somebody's doing that to you, what do you do? I'm just curious. What do you do, James Merrill? If someone is blocking you onto the sideline, into the sideline, what do you do? So you have to start uh, chucking so, helmets and well, throwing punches. Okay. That's what the you, only solution. What do you do, though? I'm asking, what do you do? What's your solution? You, there's a lot of things you can do what there do do? of shove him, of throw him down, throw him off you. You can get physical because it's a football game okay. without getting kicked out. But you don't guy, have to throw the a guy, punch. He was, look at the replay. He I get it. Shoving him into the sideline. I get it. So I what, understand that. If somebody keeps shoving me, you, am I, I going to sit there no, and take I'm going to throw him off of me. Okay. I'm going to throw him off That's of me. That's what he did. No, he didn't. He threw punches and he chucked the helmet. That's what he did. He got kicked out for throwing a punch and for chucking a helmet. That's what he did. I tell you, if somebody does that tonight or tomorrow night in the Nuggets game, if somebody starts shoving 
Nikola Jokic and shoves him out of bounds, I'd be disappointed if he didn't throw a punch. I'd be disappointed in Nikola Jokic. I really would. If so somebody you, shoves so you're, you. You're not advocating more violence in sports. You're, mm-hmm. you're advocating for these fights, for these brawls. If some, if, if right now in the middle of the show, you started mm-hmm. shoving me into the corner, what do you think? I'm just going to sit there and say, I'll keep shoving me. <laughs> I can, I honestly No, can't. but again, it's apples and oranges. I honestly cannot believe that a neighborhood, territorial, Dallas, BS, <laughs> immature <laughs> battle that happens every offseason, trickling onto the field, turning into a brawl, and getting a keep to leave kicked out of a game doesn't bother you and other people. I can't believe that. This had nothing to do about football, had nothing to do about Chris Harris Jr., had nothing to do about getting blocked out of bounds. It had to do with settling a personal off-season Dallas territorial beef. And that doesn't bother people? You guys are nuts. My High Justice on the Twitter feed says, whether it's a bar or a football field, you don't try and choke a grown-ass man and not expect to get your ass kicked. The Broncos could use a few more Talibs, in my opinion. Uh, this one, my dad is a Raiders fan. He and I had the exact same argument that's been occurring this morning. I agree with Vic, but the follow-up punches and Shane Ray and what he did is uncalled for. What did Shane Ray do? I missed that. I'll be honest with you. I, I, wasn't I mean, paid. that's what it, it, to me, it felt like it was getting out of control and something bad was going to happen. What did he do? I, I missed what he Shane started Ray did. throwing punches. He was lucky he yeah, didn't get a helmets. Who cares? Uh, you know, everybody who talks about throwing punches in a football game. What's the worst that can happen? Break a finger? Big deal. They're wearing helmets. I don't care that he throws a punch out of safety. I care that when you throw a punch, you get booted from the game. It's dumb and it's selfish. I don't care about the game. 7335 says, we need Dover's take on this fight. His would be more like analysis. What do you mean analysis? <laughs> I don't I get Dover's that. been in a few dust-ups in his day. Has he? Yeah. So he would, you know, he would provide some nice analysis on it. You can hear him one to three with Mark Mosier. I, and the people that get at me saying, you know, this is a, he's a professional. It's a professional environment. Give me a break. You and your professional crap. Okay, but how he's much, a professional. How much money did it keep? How that? much money did it keep to Lee Burn yesterday, Vic? I don't know. What? $700,000? Somewhere in that ballpark? Okay. Don't pay him then. If, if you don't like it, cut him. He played three minutes to earn $700,000. I don't uh, care. He, he's going to get fined and he ain't going to play this week. You think he'll be suspended? Yes. Bolte and Crabtree will be suspended. Good. Because the league doesn't think that's cute Good. and awesome and funny and it's a violent sport and they don't think it's, oh, they're wearing helmets, so who cares if they throw punches? They don't, that's not how the league thinks. They don't, they don't, they're just not a bunch of Neanderthals out there. Hey, it's just, let's just go show how tough we are. Uh, you can't have it both ways, Vic, says the texter. Half the game is mental. You state that every day. Jobs are not like football. Not like every other job. The goal is to get under the other player's skin, uh, but do it mentally. Okay. Uh, then Kevin says, did you guys replace Manchester with Charlie Brown's parents? Because all I'm hearing from him is wah, 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 wah. Another tough guy. Not tough guys. I don't think people making the case for Tlaib are tough guys. Look at me. I'm five foot nothing. A hundred and nothing. I'd get my ass kicked by every single person in this room. It's not about being tough. It's about having the right mentality. That's all it is. You'd kick my butt anytime you wanted to. But you know what? I'd have your back. And you'd want me as a teammate. That means something. And you don't think my approach of I'm gonna spend fifty seven no, minutes. Your approach is if somebody your... came in here and stabbed me, you'd be like, Well, let's logically break this down. Why was he stabbed? Not at all what I've said for Why was Monica Sella stabbed? Twenty eight minutes. <laughs> you got the Vic Lombardi show. 
Altitude 950, home of the Avs, has another ultimate avalanche experience. Score! We think you've been a little naughty. Must have squawked something to him. Not sure what he said. So Altitude 950 is putting you in the penalty box at Pepsi Center. Minor penalty. Holding. Get in there. Seriously, we're going to do that. Seriously? We're putting you and three friends in the penalty box before the Avs and Sabres game on December 5th. Hopefully, that fixes your attitude. Because after that, we'll move you to four great seats for the game. So keep your head up and keep it on Altitude 950 all day for your chance to qualify. I think it's time for me to get some. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Okay, Halloween is over, and that means it's officially the holidays. It'll be torturous enough to drive all over town looking for the best deals on sweaters for your mom and ceramic dragons for your nephew without having to fight holiday traffic to buy a new truck or sport utility. Luckily, it's the Black Friday event at the Medved Big Gun Truck Center in Castle Rock, where you'll find America's best-selling truck brands. Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC, four brands, 40 acres, $40 million worth of trucks, and one sales consultant can show you everything. So put down that pumpkin spice latte and get to Medved to make your deal on the snow fighting truck you want. Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC, America's best-selling brands. Drive them, compare them, buy them. The Black Friday event at the Medved Big Gun Truck Center on the I-25 corridor to part the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Shop online at medvedcastlerock.com. Hey guys, Scott Hastings here. It's No Shave Movember. Time to change the face of your health for the better. Take the first step and get your levels checked by someone you trust. I personally recommend going to the Low T Center. Low T Center makes it quick and easy, and most health insurance is accepted. This Movember, they are offering a testosterone and prostate level test with assessment for only $50. Guys, take the first step. Call them. 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. Or get online at Low T Center. Tune in Tuesday on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a victory against the Utah Jazz. Pre-game starts Tuesday on Altitude at 7, tip-off at 8. Check us out on the web at altitudesports.com for channel numbers in your area. Don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home for the Denver Nuggets. You haven't slept in who knows how long. You dread going to the mailbox, and your spouse just said the word divorce. When you owe back taxes to the state of the IRS, it affects your whole life. I've been in your shoes. I'm Jack McDonough, founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions. Years ago, when I owed the IRS tens of thousands of dollars, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I had a knot in my stomach 24-7. You're probably like a lot of taxpayers. You work hard every day at your job or small business. You may own your own home and have a few bucks in a retirement account. Don't let the IRS take it all away. Blackfin IRS. 
IRS Solutions will deal with the IRS and come up with a final resolution so you can get some sleep again. I can help you because I've been there. If you're in Colorado, call the one company who has been in your shoes, Blackfin IRS Solutions. Online at blackfinirs.com. For your free in-person consultation, call 303-904-1450. 303-904-1450. That's 303-904-1450. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Murray, heat check. That's good! The Blue Arrow! Get one ticket and one beer for just $23 per person. The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, December 15th versus the New Orleans Pelicans at 7 p.m. Jokic for three! Yes! Nikola Jokic knocks it in from distance. Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. Do you have high interest credit card debt or student loans and you feel like you will never get ahead making the minimum payment every month? Hi, this is Mel from the Cool 105 Morning Show for my friends at American Financing. American Financing can help by consolidating your high interest debt into one manageable monthly payment. Did you know you can refinance up to 85% of your current home's value? This could allow you to start saving up to $1,000 or more every month. Rates are still near historic lows, so lock in your rate now as rates are expected to increase again before the end of the year. American Financing's mortgage consultants are salary-based, and the conversations are simple, straightforward, and honest. There are no upfront fees, and you may be able to skip up to two mortgage payments. More savings for you. Call now before rates go up again. 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or go online to AmericanFinancing.net. Now open Saturday and Sunday. NMLS 182334. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. This report is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. An earlier crash on westbound I-70 near Havana has been cleared. Speeds recovering through there. There is a three-car crash on westbound 6th Avenue after Federal blocking the left lane. Traffic slow back to I-25. Also a report of an accident on southbound I-25 approaching 20th Street. That stretch slow back to I-70. December 1st through the 7th is Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. Learn how you can help raise awareness of inflammatory bowel diseases affecting 1.6 million Americans. Visit Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. I, you know, I, I don't even want to get caught up in, you know, that stuff. We just got to win. We just need to focus on winning one game at a time. If we can win one game, then let's go and win two. And let's just play football like that. I, I don't want to, you know, get into it, you know, how if this, I don't, I don't, I don't want to worry about that. I just want to win. That's all I really want to do. Somebody tell Vaughn that winning is losing right now. That's how the Broncos got Vaughn Miller in the first place, if you recall. Losing is winning. Winning is losing, unfortunately. That's what the season has become. Fellas, I want you to stay on the mics for this interview. Let's bring in the harvester, Joel Dreesen, former Bronco. Harvester, what did we harvest here in the last couple weeks? Did you harvest anything? Well, spent the entire week of Thanksgiving at our place in Texas, and it was so hot that the deer weren't moving. So did not harvest anything in Texas, but... Now I'm headed to Lamar, Colorado for the two-shot goose hunting tournament at the end of the week. So, oh, is this the thing you tried to get me into? You, you wanted me to participate in this thing? Yeah, exactly. It would have been great entertainment and a valuable <laughs> learning experience for you. I don't think you want a shotgun in my hands, dude. That that would not have been a learning experience by any means. Uh, all right, your initial thoughts. Let, let, let's unpack everything yesterday. Let's start from the very get-go. 
Uh, if somebody on the second play of the game punched you in the stomach, how would you react? Um, you, obviously you can't retaliate. I would I would have went over to my teammate and told him like, look, this is this is how they're doing it. This is how this game is going to be. They want to fight. Let's go give them a fight. But I would never have lost sight of the ultimate goal, which is to win the football game, uh, not to throw punches and try to rip someone's jewelry off their neck. It, it would have, my focus would have been on winning the football game. Obviously, between the whistles, be as nasty and gnarly as you possibly can within the rules of the game. All right, so I have a feeling you agree with Manchester on this one. Tlaib, on the next play, goes all out with Crabtree. You saw what happened. You think Tlaib was in the wrong there. But if Crabtree's pushing him out of bounds and continues to push him out of bounds, what is a guy to do? I Honestly, I thought it was a great block by Crabtree. And honestly, I don't think the ref would have thrown the flag because it looked like Tlaib was, was pulling him down and their momentum carried him out of bounds. But the drive block that Crabtree put on Tlaib, that was a statement play that says, look, I remember what you did, and I'm going to whip your butt all game long. Um, I thought it was childish of Tlaib to go after the chain again. I'm like, come on, man. That, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, was silly. I thought they should have uh, not – I don't think he should have done that. I but thought it was hilarious. I thought it was entertaining. Why? Because the game doesn't matter. I don't care about the game. <laughs> so you just uh, wanted to be entertained. Honest to God. I mean, and that sounds stupid. It sounds simple. But that was the best part of the game. That that two minutes there was the best part of the entire game. In my mind, they're 3-7 and seven going into that game. Who cares if you win? Yeah, I see your point there, but as a football player, as a competitor, your job is to try to win football games and do your assignment on each and every play. Um, ripping chains, chains off of wide receivers' necks is not under the the criteria for playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. It's just not. It's, to me, it's a lack of focus. It's uh, it's not what he's supposed to do. Who's that on? Is that on the head coach? Is that on Tlaib himself? Because he's done it before. Tlaib did this the year that they won a Super Bowl. You know, he got kicked out of games then. So, what, are you, are you, are you going to pass on Tlaib and what he brings to the table? Are you going to say enough's enough? What do you do? I think you have to have a conversation with Tlaib at this point. And I go, look, we probably lost that game because you got ejected. And we put Langley, number 27, out there who wasn't ready to play quarterback in man-to-man coverage situations in the NFL. Um, so Tlaib getting ejected from that game hurt his team dearly. You have got to have that conversation. Obviously, Tlaib is a phenomenal corner in the NFL. He's played really good football for a long time, but some of the antics that he pulls are starting to get old. Let me read a quote from you regarding um, Corderell Patterson's catch that beat that corner, Langley, as you mentioned. Here's what Corderell Patterson said on that third-down conversion. Remember, the Broncos were still – they still had a chance at that point. Okay, it was third and long for the Raiders. Quote, this is what Patterson said, they went cover zero. I don't know why they would do that, going cover zero, because Carr did an excellent job seeing man coverage and seeing me one-on-one with the free safety, a corner, whoever that was. Whoever that was was Langley, the the, the rookie. What did you think about that play call uh, in that circumstance? Hey, honestly, I liked the play call from the Broncos. It was, look, not many coaches have the cojones mm-hmm. to throw a pass in third and eight when you're backed up and you you run the ball. You make the Broncos use their last time out, and you give it back to them, let your defense go win the game against a really crappy offense that, for the most part, has not done much all game. So for them to have the the guts to call that pass play, 
And then obviously David Carr knew it was blitz zero, knew there was no safety in the middle of the field, knew it was man covered across the board, and he chose his best matchup, and they executed a great play. That's all there was to it. So uh, I was okay with the blitz zero call by the Broncos because, honestly, you're expecting a run play there, and if you want to get them stopped with as much time on the clock as possible, uh, I wasn't expecting that throw either. Took guts by Del Rio and his crew. I was impressed. Joel, you've been extremely critical thus far of Aqib Tlaib and his antics. What are your thoughts on Paxton Lynch when he leaves the game with an injury? And by the way, we're told he's day to day. It's nothing serious. It's not like a, it's not a season long injury. It's day to day. What were your thoughts on him crying openly on the sidelines? You know, I, I could feel his dejection. I could feel his, his disappointment. He finally got a chance to play and then he gets hurt again after he just rehabbed an injury, came back from an injury and, and now he's hurt again. Uh, to me, he was probably – he wore his emotions on his sleeve a little too much. Like, come on, man. I, I understand sitting there dejected, but, but the tears flowing was probably a little too much for the situation. If there was a ruptured Achilles, okay, ball your eyes out. But we don't know the extent of the injury. Uh, I understood his disappointment, but it was probably a little much. So if you had a choice, would you rather have Tlaib's reaction, which is over-the-top antics, or Paxton Lynch's reaction, which is crying on the sideline? Which would you rather see out of a football player? Just curious. Dang, I have to choose one. Yes, yes, yes. It's because it's it's going to define your team and the personality of your team. Honestly, I'd probably rather have to leave because you got to have some swagger on your squad, right? I guess that's the point I've been making all morning. I mean, if I'm going to err on a 3-8 and team, I'd rather err on the side of a jackass, right? Of someone who's hated, of some, I mean, seriously. I mean, I'd rather have that mentality than I'm going to cry on the sidelines. Because nobody feels sorry for you, dude. That's the thing. It's the NF. Nobody feels sorry for anybody in this league, right? Yeah, I see your point. I, I, I agree with you there. But it, to, to me, playing football, it's emotional. These guys are human beings. They put everything into it. And to be honest with you, Paxton Linson, probably, he's been through the ringer. Um, he hasn't lived up to his first round draft status. Um, he hasn't been good enough. He knows it. He shares it. He reads it. And he finally gets an opportunity to make things right. And it, it gets snatched from him with uh, whatever kind of injury he's dealing with. It obviously was bad enough that he couldn't return the game. So, I could, like I said, I empathize with the situation. Do I think he probably cried a little too long or a little too much? Yeah, probably. But, man, playing NFL football is hard mentally, spiritually, physically, all of the above. So, I understand why he did what he if did. If you're the Broncos, Joel, do you throw – Lynch back out there. I, I I think they have to. I think Lynch plays every game from here on out, no matter what happens. I don't care if you lose every game by thirty. He should play every game from here to the end of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt about it. Especially since they lost yesterday. If they had won yesterday, I mean, the conversation is there. The division leader only has six wins. The Broncos would have been sitting there at four wins. I think then the conversation would begin because they have a mathematical chance. I guess they still do, but uh, to me, yeah, Lynch has got to play all, all the way. Spat that ankle up, tape it up, do whatever you got to do. Um, we got to see what this kid's made of. You always are the voice of reason, even though I disagree with you. You and Manchester are on the same page when it comes to Tlaib. You guys are... Manchester, do you have anything to say to the Harvester here? No. He's just a very wise man, which mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Level-headed. Victor, Victor, you really think that he was, he should have done what he obviously it was entertaining. I know you stand. Oh, I thought that, it was great. I thought it was I thought it was great. And and it didn't surprise me one bit. 
He cost himself a million dollars. I get, I get it, I get it, dude. But Joel, look, look at me. You know me, all right? You, you would, you would hurt me with your pinky, okay? I'm a small man. But if you came at me on the third play of the game and tried blocking me the way Crabtree blocked to leave out of bounds onto the sideline, we'd go. We, we, we'd go. It, something would happen. I just wouldn't get up, dust myself off, and say, "Good block, Joel." <laughs> Hey Joel, my uh, my theory on it is if you do it when you're three and seven, you'll probably do it when you're seven and three because you are what you are. You can't. It, it, he did, and he did do it when he was seven and three. I know, and he it's, did, it's, it costs, and they won a Super Bowl. It's going to cost them at some point. They won a Super you, Bowl. You well, your argument all, all morning has been they're three and seven. What's it matter? My point is you got to do the right thing all the time. I'm just saying you can't change a person in the middle of a bad season or a good season. Akib Talib is who he is when you're winning Super Bowls or losing games. It doesn't matter. And I'll take that guy in my locker room any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right, Victor. You can't go out there and get punked. But at the same time, if, if you getting punked means you help your team, you got to be willing to do that. All right, Harvester, we're done with you. You guys, uh, you guys have a good week, my friend. I appreciate the phone call. Take it easy with those shotguns in Lamar, okay? <laughs> Bye, Victor. See you, buddy. That is Joel Dreesen, former Denver Bronco. No phone issues with the Harvester. First time ever. Yeah, that was nice. And I'm uh, not surprised he's going to some sort of hunting tournament. He wanted me to go with him. He wanted me to go what with him. What is it? It's a tournament? So or? they give you a, a shotgun, and it's a some sort of shooting contest. Mm -hmm. What in his mind ever led him to believe that putting a shotgun in my hands would be a good thing? Didn't you guys go hunting together yes, last year and I, for a Let's Talk Football? Yeah, it was, it was scary. And you didn't find anything? Hurt my shoulder. Yeah. Well, he's always looking for geese, and I like play golf, and I'm like, Joel, why don't you just go down to Welshire? I could find you about 37 of them. One thought, just one last thought. I'll leave you guys with this over the break. This is from Will Parks explaining why guys love playing with a kid to leap. Quote, listen, I'm blessed to be in a locker room with a guy like that, for real. All my life playing football, I feel like I've been that dude. I just never went to the super extreme. But I've been in multiple altercations. To have a person like that in a locker room that just just wasn't like he's like that. It's always like he's like that. I don't know what the hell that means. When you're here messing up on a play, he's going to get mad. That type of aggression. He doesn't want to do nothing but be great. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. So what else are you going to say to him? End quote. Same guy who had his cousin threaten his ex-girlfriend, right? Yeah, I'm going to listen to him. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. 847. With Thanksgiving in the rearview mirror, it's officially Christmas season. And this holiday season, give yourself the gift that keeps on giving. I'm talking about extra money in your monthly budget. How do you do that? Give my friends at American Financing a call at 303-695-7000 or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. With the holidays around the corner, wouldn't it be great to skip mortgage payments until the new year? Believe it or not, you might be able to do just that. With a home loan refinance, you're paying off your current mortgages and getting yourself into a newer cheaper mortgage and because it's a new loan you may be able to postpone up to two payments depending on when you close how can you get this done again give my friends at american financing a call 303-695-7000 check them out online at americanfinancing.net they employ salary-based mortgage consultants are colorado family-owned and operated right here in our own backyard and they're the official mortgage company of altitude 950 again american financing 303-695-7000 online at american financing Net. Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. 
The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. There is probably nothing more important when you're injured or have had an accident than to get the right people on your side. People who know what they're doing and truly care about you. You need the best medical team, and you also need champions of the people, Bell and Pollock. Take it from me. Bell and Pollock are the injury attorneys other attorneys call because they know what you should know. They have the most experience, and they're the very best. They get it done. Always available for a free consultation. Bell and Pollock. Champions of the People at championsofthepeople.com. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and pick up five quarts of Castrol conventional high mileage or Magnatech motor oil for $19.95 during the five-day sale. Plus earn a $10 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. Protect your engine with Castrol oil specials at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. This report is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. There's a three-car crash on westbound 6th Avenue after Federal blocking the left lane. Traffic slow back to I-25. And off freeway, there's an accident at Spear and Clarkson and also one at University in Bucktel. December 1st through the 7th is Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. Learn how you can help raise awareness of inflammatory bowel diseases affecting 1.6 million Americans. Visit Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. I'm Janine LaRose with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I look Don't back change. at it. Whistling Dixie, middle school, I was getting <laughs> on the That's actually good. It is fitting. It is perfect. At some point in this song, doesn't he go, two chains? Doesn't he say that? When does that come? So we have Akeem to leave on the show tomorrow at 8.15. As you know, I text Akeem every week. Hey, Akeem, we good. I'm not looking forward to sending that text message. Today. Let's put it that way. Well, he's a professional. I know, but dude, he's like the talk. Like we're watching ESPN right now, and all they're talking about Great. is it. His first public comments will be on these airwaves tomorrow at eight fifteen. Can't wait. Assuming he doesn't talk, in the and we're going to play today. that song too. No, I don't think that's the best idea. Why maybe. not? You think you think he's going to be in a good oh, mood man. tomorrow? Probably not. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm in a great mood this morning. Well, you guys, look at you guys are all upset. Everybody's daubered down. Guys, do I have to explain to you that the Broncos won yesterday? That was a win. Have you seen what's happening? Have you seen what's happening in Kansas City? I don't care. This team, this team had lost going into that game six in a row. Okay. Let's take yesterday's game out of the equation. There's no way a six loss in a row team was going to do anything in the playoffs. Sorry. History's already been made. Seven losses in a row now. Has not happened out of a Broncos franchise since before I was born. And I'm an old man. I do tend to agree with you on that, that 3-13 and is best for this team. But, like I told you yesterday, I didn't realize how bad Kansas City was. They're not a good football team. I don't recall Will or I saying we were upset that the Broncos lost the game. Not one time. 
you guys just feel like all upset about something. What are you upset about? What is there something to be upset? What is it? What? Tell me. What's the most disturbing part of that game that makes you guys so vile this How morning? How dysfunctional this franchise is from top to bottom. Yes. Yeah. How bad of a head coach Vance Joseph okay. is and how in over his head he they is. They don't do anything well. Nothing. Okay. At all. But so that's Because if they did something well, they would have won the game and you okay. don't want them to win. But what are they going to do to change it? What are they going well, to do? They got an entire. They got. They have an entire off season to deal with it. Okay. What did they do this off season? They didn't do much. They hired Vance Joseph. Yeah. That was a disaster. They, they didn't do nearly enough. I'm just enough. tired of being lied to. I'm tired of the CEO type leader of men thing. And when I called him out on that, I got ripped on this show for that. Mm. I'm tired of it. That was a bunch of bunk. I'm tired of the quarterback nonsense. I'm tired of the he's a great drafter story that we had to read over the weekend, which is just the absolute epitome of balderdash. I'm just. I'm tired of the whole thing. I'm tired of it. They're a bad organization from top to bottom at the moment, and it's disheartening. By the way, Charlotte has chimed in. Do you want her take on what we're talking about this morning? Is this Mrs. Peterson? Yeah, it's my mom. Yeah. Both players had emotions that bubbled over. Two sides of the same coin. Neither harnessed their emotions in a productive manner. Tell Charlotte that it's professional football. It's not church. I think she made a pretty good point there. I'll never go against Charlotte. Yes. Charlotte raised you. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please read the tweet delivered by one Lorenzo Doss when he yes. was let go? Man. Very unceremoniously. Wasn't it Thanksgiving Day that he was cut? And Thanks, v- VJ did not want to talk about it. And the, the narrative we got out of Dove Valley was that Lorenzo was late to a meeting. Here's Lorenzo's response 19 hours ago. I'm disappointed in Matt Russell and Elway for putting out fake news about me. I never had a problem or been a problem in the locker room. Hashtag scapegoat. Okay, a lot of things to unpack on that. Number one, I can't recall the last time a Bronco player took on a general manager like that publicly. Well, Brandon Marshall did like a week ago. What did he do? TJ Ward did. Uh, Oh, yeah, TJ did. You're right. Brandon got in the Twitter fight last week. But he didn't take on him. General. Yeah, he said Elway thinks he deserves all the credit and he's not a player or a yeah, coach. Players and coaches. Uh, I guess I look at it differently, but that's fine. Okay, okay, if you want to go there. Number one. Number two, why did he, Lorenzo Doss, go after Elway and Russell when it was Vance Joseph who allegedly cut him? Because we all know better. There you go, right? There, there, there you go. I mean, that's very revealing, isn't it? DJ yesterday, well, I don't know who's going to play quarterback. The guy never can answer a question because he has to go ask John how he's supposed to answer it. Do you see how revealing that tweet really was? It wasn't Vance Joseph who he went after. It was Vance Joseph's boss, which shows you who's really he's really pulling the true. strings over there. Very much true. Very interesting. I thought it was the most revealing thing I've read all, all season. The Broncos are going to play Miami on Sunday. This is a team that has traded away their best running back. This is a team that is on their third quarterback. This is a team that had to fire a coach because he was snorting cocaine in the facility. And they're better run than the Broncos. <laughs> all right. They are. They are. You And you got so mad at me all offseason when I said John was asleep at the wheel and on vacation too much. Is that looking a little bit more like it might be accurate? You, you, you and I both know. You and I both know right now at 8.56 exactly on the nose on this Monday morning that the issue is more complex and bigger than that. I would agree with you. But do you want to bet another... Steak dinner that he's not on five vacations this off season. 
that he's not out of town the weekend before the draft. Are you going to keep track? Sure. Okay, you keep track. The weekend follow be- Wiener Mom on Instagram. The weekend before the tough. draft, he's going to be in L.A. Sugar, please. I need it desperately. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. All right, when, when is Marty coming back? How long is his vacation? Mm, we exactly? think tomorrow, but you know, Marty, he needs a, he needs a sweet time. So I will do the sugar fix today. Uh, we will keep it light and fun. Hey guys, on this day in 1965, Gordy Howe scored his 600th career NHL goal. Okay. Do you know what a Gordy Howe hat trick is? It's a fight, a goal, and an assist. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Very well done. You a Gordy Howe guy, James? Sure. <laughs> Not a Babe Ruth guy, but Gordy Howe, sure. He's a legend. He's a Can you imagine? He played professional hockey with his sons. Can you imagine playing with your kid? And he, I mean, those pictures, he's gray, and, I mean, he's in his 60s, and but he was out there playing. Yeah. Unbelievable. On this day in 2007, Indy 500 champ, and I'm going to get this wrong. I know I'm going to get it wrong. Helio Castroneves. Not bad. That's pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. He won Dancing with the Stars. On this day in 07. Helio. Who's your favorite Dancing with the Stars kind of celebrity of all time? I thought Vaughn was actually pretty good on Dancing with Before the Stars. Before we get to that, is Nevis the one that's married to that Ashley, Ashley, Judd. Ashley Judd? That's what I was going to ask. I yeah. think so. I, th- I don't think they're married anymore, but I think he was they married were. to her. Yes. Okay, if that's the case, he's my winner. Yeah. End of I story. Believe so. Uh, I, I don't it, watch that show. Me so either. I, I have no idea mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Did Emmett about. Smith win it? Did Jerry Rice win it? I think so. I don't, I you watched Vaughn when he was on, though. That was kind of fun. I, I swear to God, I you never watched. I didn't watch a single episode. Really? I, I'm no. going to go I, Jerry I Rice because he crashes weddings. You know who watches those shows? You and Keith. You yeah, guys watch exactly. those shows. Not me. Mm-hmm. I play sports. Uh, all right, guys. On this day in 2005, I, I had never heard this before. This is awesome. Aerosmith and 50 Cent headlined a $10 million bar mitzvah. What? Wow. On this day in 2005. Well, somebody hired them? For $10 million? I assume, yeah. My God. I thought that confirmations were expensive. Those bar mitzvahs go through the roof. $10 million bucks. All right, we'll get to some birthdays now. Uh, let's say happy birthday to Bill Nye, the science guy. He is 62, born on this day in 1955. You know me, I'm not much into science. I like Bill. I don't He's believe right. in the moon. You're not a Bill Nye guy? Uh, Jimi Hendrix passed away in 1970. He was born in 1942 on this day. Okay. I have one of his tape cassettes that I used to listen to on and Did on. Did he do the national anthem at Woodstock? Is that where he played it on the guitar? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Too young. Uh, Bruce Lee, also born on this day in 1940. Bruce Lee died guy. in 1973. Never been a karate guy or martial arts guy. Sorry. Not a Bruce, Bruce Lee guy? I, I uh, and we'll close with this. Caroline Kennedy, born today in 1957. Uh, I don't know where she fits into that Kennedy I kind of web, she's but she's our final birthday. The, she's Jackie and John F. Kennedy's daughter, right? Hell of a lot of Kennedys. Dude. And I lost track. So she's the only living offspring or whatever right. you want to say. Yeah. Living Kennedy. 
So is that it? Yeah, so now, that was that, your abbreviated sugar fix. That was for one today. of the worst sugar fixes I've yeah. ever heard. That was bad. I mean, just because you were both in bad moods doesn't mean it was a bad. That sugar did fix. nothing to ameliorate my mood. You don't Zero. think a ten million dollar bar mitzvah nothing. is cool? Zip. That was pretty cool. Nada. I'll give you that one. That was fine. I'm Nine just looking at the dr- the value of Bronco draft picks, and boy, not very good. When I come back, or when we come back, I have the answer. At quarterback. It's really simple. Quarterback for the Denver Broncos next year will be... That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets are back on the road as they head to Utah to take on the Jazz. Tip-offs at 8 o'clock with the pregame show getting underway at 7.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I thought Paxson was doing okay. You know, we had a couple plays that we missed. With Paxton, um, you know, obviously our first, I think our first, uh, first seven out of ten drives were three and out, so it wasn't good enough. Um, but I was proud how, how the guys finished. You know, we had two 70 plus touchdowns in the fourth quarter to get us back in the football game. You know, guys making plays, Trevor making plays with his legs and his arms, so that was fun to see. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. We're going to give away Nuggets Bulls tickets here in this hour. So if uh, you have the the phone handy, 303-753-0950, those are the digits. Be prepared to call because we're going to give these tickets away in trivia-like fashion. Um, HW, I'm putting it on you. Come up with some type of question, would you? All right, we'll come up with some trivia. We'll get people on the phone. Nuggets and Bulls Thursday night at 7 o'clock. It's a Nuggets Night Out. You can get one ticket and one beer for just 23 bucks a person. Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. Or you can just win them with us at some point in this hour. Of the quarterbacks that will be available for the Denver Broncos this offseason, and you assume they'll have a top 10 pick, barring something crazy happens at the rest of the season, you assume a top 10 pick is coming their way. You assume that guys like Kirk Cousins... Case Keenum may be available on the market. Who would you prefer to have as your quarterback next season? For me, it's very simple. I want Kirk Cousins. End of story. Done. I think Jim Irsay is an idiot, and I think you could acquire Andrew Luck for the right price. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You can sue me, but I would trade Andrew Luck for Von, or I would trade Von Miller for Andrew Luck straight up. I would. Von Miller's a hero in this town. He'll always be a hero. He'll always be loved and respected. For what he did when they won the Super Bowl. But at this point, Von Miller doesn't look like the same player. And if you can turn Von Miller into an asset like Andrew Luck, you do it. The only thing that concerns me about Kirk Cousins is he's never won anything. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Washington's kind of a mess, right? The Dan Snyder era up there, other than the four years they brought Joe Gibbs back. More of a mess than this place right now? Probably not, but what I'm saying is can you really hold Kirk Cousins entirely responsible for the fact that they haven't won in Washington while he's been there? Um, I I would probably go Cousins over a rookie because at least he's more of a known It's not a magic bullet, James. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins coming here is going to summon. He's way better than anybody we have here. It's not going to transform your organization. It's not Peyton Banning. Put it that way. 
It's not transformational. Correct. Correct. When you bring in would be, yes, but that ain't happening. A Peyton Manning changes the mindset of an entire franchise. Everyone. Okay, we get that. You're not going to find anybody of that ilk this offseason. Wait, why can't Andrew Luck happen? On, they're not going to let Andrew Luck. It's not going to happen. They're you, not. Jim Irsay ran Peyton Manning out of town. It's not because he wanted okay. to win more Super Bowls. No, no. You guys don't think Jim Irsay is an idiot who doesn't think clearly? Okay. They they ran Peyton Manning out of town because at the time he was coming off of a season in which he missed a whole year, similar mm-hmm. to Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. He had four neck surgeries and couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. And they had the number one overall pick with a once in a generation supposedly quarterback coming out. That's what they they basically chose Andrew Luck over Peyton Manning. Who are they choosing now over Andrew Luck? Well, Jacoby they're gonna have Brissett? a top three. They're gonna have a top three pick this year. Maybe Jim Irsay takes nine Vicodin and falls in love with uh, what's his face, Josh, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. They're gonna take Josh Rosen I mean, over I, Andrew I'm Luck. I'm just I, I think Elway needs to get creative this offseason, and he needs to make a massive splash. And Andrew Luck would be a massive splash, and that relationship has clearly gone south. And Jim Irsay just ain't the brightest, awesome. brightest crayon in the box. It would be awesome. I just don't think it's going to happen. If he's that dumb and he's available, great. That, that'd be your number one option. It'd be I, worth the gamble. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about something that's not possible. So, oh, it's I, not possible. Okay, my then, bad. I would take. Sorry Kirk for Cousins. thinking outside the box. I would take Kirk Cousins over anybody that the Broncos would draft because I don't trust the Broncos' ability to, to draft. Okay. Uh, and that's another reason why Cousins, to me, makes the most sense. Because at least, say what you want, he's got years under his belt of seeing this league, seeing defenses. He doesn't have to go through a three-year learning Correct. process. And Correct. the last thing I think Bronco fans want right now is another two- to three-year learning process, right? I think that this team, as it's currently comprised with the exact roster they have and this exact coaching staff with Kirk Cousins, is not 3-8. and eight. However, I don't think they're 8-3. and three. Because I think this coaching staff is a disaster. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're brutal. I mean, there was a decision made by Vance Joseph yesterday. And, and the, the not going forward on fourth and inches down 21 nothing oh is bad. But here's one that just shows the epitome of clueless. There's like 50 seconds left in the first half. The, the Raiders have the ball like at the 50 and are going to punt. It's fourth down. Let the clock run out and go to the locker room. He calls a timeout so the Raiders punt, and the Broncos get the ball at the one-yard line with 42 seconds left. One, You can't even take a knee. Like, what good was going to happen there? What good? You're going to get a 90-yard punt return? You're going to block the punt and get good field? There were so many bad things that could happen there. Fumble the punt, get the ball at the one, and so few good things it was the epitome of not understanding the situation and making a bad decision. And he does it over and over and over again. I'll bet he's mismanaged the end of the first half five times this year. It's, it was brutal, guys. That's well, brutal. It, here, and herein lies the problem, though. Because we've talked about if all things were equal and you had a chance to make a coaching change and reroute everything, you, you probably would. But what are the chances, given the, I hate to go back to this, Given the ownership situation in this town, what are the chances they bite the bullet on every coach's contract on that roster? It's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know it's how the contract is. We know it's a four-year deal for Vance, but does anybody know what the what the money is? I'm talking about entire staff. I here. mean, Mike McCoy's contract was small because the Chargers were still paying him. Yes. Um, uh, Bill Musgrave yesterday. There, there was an offset with McCoy's contract that made it right. Manageable. They didn't eat much. Yeah. Bill Musgrave yesterday was completely uninspiring. I, I thought mm-hmm. his game plan with Paxton Lynch was awful. I mean, it was it was dreadful. And look, Paxton wasn't any good. Would you expect to see the wishbone? 
I wanted him in shotgun the entire time. I run stuff the kid can run. I mean, when they came out in the first series and he was under center for the first two plays, mm-hmm. I think, oh, here we go. Same old crap. You could just know it. I, I, I would broom the entire coaching staff. I, I, I would. It's just, it's a total and utter mess. They do not know what they're so doing. So the quarterback doesn't mean as much then in your eyes. It's more than just the quarterback. It, it, here it's so bad. It's more than just the quarterback. In Washington, it's such a dysfunctional organization with Dan Snyder that a quarterback can't Which, which solve is it. what I've been saying since May. It's more than just the quarterback. But the quarterback's the biggest, one of the biggest problems here, if not the biggest problem. Here's, here's another thing I want to bring up about this draft, drafting thing with mm-hmm. John Owen. To me, I think a good way to judge how good of a drafter you are is how many guys you selected that you signed to a second contract. You think that's a fair way to look at it? That's, mm-hmm. if, especially if you pursue them. If you pursue them, that counts. If now, you, they're not pursued, it doesn't. Now, guys who have been drafted recently obviously haven't come up to a second contract, although you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy that's been selected in the last four years, save for Bradley Roby, that is going to get a second contract. How many how many Elway draft picks do you think they've signed to a second deal? I don't have an answer. Mm, three. Three. Mm. Three. Von Miller, no-brainer. Virgil Green. Why is Virgil Green still on this roster? Uh, the 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 fascination with Virgil Green is amazing to me and Derek Wolf. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, so, I'm not I'm not going to try to defend the drafting. It's it's not good. But, but so what came out Saturday night? The propaganda that came out Saturday night. Correct. Was he's a great drafter. That he's was the fourth absurd. best drafter in the league. My, my only argument uh, that again, was propaganda. I, I'm not Vic. I'm not defending any draft history because it's not worth defending. I, I look at a running a pro football franchise. It's more than just draft. No doubt. That's no all doubt. I'm saying. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. But. I, and I'm not the guy calling for Elway's job. I think Elway's, by and large part, very good at what he does. But to feed us propaganda on Saturday night that he's a good drafter was crap. I mean, Raheem Moore in the second round, Brock Osweiler in the second round, Ronnie Hillman in the third round, Sylvester Williams in the first round, Monte Ball in the second round, Cody Latimer in the second round, Michael Schofield in the third round, Tom, Ty Sambrilo in the second round, Jeff Hireman in the third round, Demarcus Walker in the second round, Carlos Henderson in the third round. Come on. That's absurd. That is propaganda, and that is crap, and fans should not read it, and they should not pay attention to it because you are being lied to by a spin doctor. My problem with it, and it's the same problem I had with, and I don't want to get political, but it was on both sides during the election, was the fake news stories, right? Because people see them, and for the most part, people think, oh, this is true. They, 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 you know, When something comes out from nine news, that's a respected outlet in this town. People are going to think this is true, and it's not. It's not true. Let me let me say this though, and this is why it's bigger than just draft picks. Under John Elway's leadership, since he's been the GM of the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos have acquired either via draft or free agency more players to have made a Pro Bowl twelve than any team in the National Football League. Isn't that warranted something? He's been really good in free agency when he had Peyton Manning. Again, 12 players under his watch that have made the Pro Bowl more than any team in the National Football League. So, yeah, you can deride the whole draft. I I agree with you on that. But let's not ignore some of the obvious here, some of the good. Sure. We need to be fair to John that John had him playing in two Super Bowls in a span of three years. He landed the biggest free agent in NFL history. John has done a good job as GM Except at drafting. So yeah. don't, don't tell me he's a good drafter because so he's not. You're, Vic, you making the argument that he's a good GM because there's more than the draft and look at this stat that proves it. Fine. That's a mm-hmm. viable argument. We could go back and forth on that. 
what we read on Saturday was just an outright lie. It, it was just lie. was. You lied to it, us. It, 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 yeah. it just was an absolute, it was an absolute joke. We will not lie to you. When we come back, we've got Nuggets tickets to give away. HW, you have exactly three minutes and 40 seconds to come up with trivia questions. Good luck. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Crackman and Harris. Let's make it seven in a row now. The Broncos are three and eight. What do they do now? Wah, 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 wah. I mean, my God. Have you ever seen such a... You know what? We'll tell you how they're going to turn it around and win a game. Nobody believes that's going to happen. Tune in to Crackman and Harris on Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Hey guys, Scott Hastings here. It's No Shave Movember. Time to change the face of your health for the better. Take the first step and get your levels checked by someone you trust. I personally recommend going to the Low T Center. Low T Center makes it quick and easy, and most health insurance is accepted. This Movember, they are offering a testosterone and prostate level test with assessment for only $50. Guys, take the first step. Call them. 303-451-5698. That's 303-451-5698. Or get online at Low T Center. With the holidays in full swing, CVS Pharmacy knows that every little thing you cross off your list makes the season a little less stressful. Start with a $10 CVS Pharmacy cash card, yours when you spend $30 on select items. Then pick up a Christmas tree decorating kit, now just $4.99. Hallmark boxed cards, now buy one, get one 50% off. A wreath for your front door, and maybe even something for yourself. Stop into your neighborhood CVS Pharmacy today and save big on all the little things you need this holiday. Okay, Halloween is over, and that means it's officially the holidays. It'll be torturous enough to drive all over town looking for the best deals on sweaters for your mom and ceramic dragons for your nephew without having to fight holiday traffic to buy a new truck or sport utility. Luckily, it's the Black Friday event at the Medved Big Gun Truck Center in Castle Rock, where you'll find America's best-selling truck brands. Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC, four brands, 40 acres, $40 million worth of trucks, and one sales consultant can show you everything. So put down that pumpkin spice latte and get to Medved to make your deal on the snow fighting truck you want. Ford, Chevy, Ram, GMC, America's best-selling brands. Drive them, compare them, buy them. The Black Friday event at the Medved Big Gun Truck Center on the I-25 corridor to part the 181 ramp Castle Rock. Shop online at medvedcastlerock.com. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. 
or check them out online at metro21homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. All right, you want this phone number right now. Dial it up, 303-753-0950. 303-753-0950. We're going to ask some uh, basic NBA Nuggets-type trivia. If you get uh, three in a row correct, you win three in a row. Call the hotline now for a chance to win Nuggets, Bulls tickets, Thursday night, Pepsi Center. Did you find a couple questions there, James? Yeah, I've got a few. I've I got, got some basic ones. Pretty easy. I mean, if you're an NBA fan at all, you should know the answers to these questions. In fact, one of the questions I'm going to ask, I asked during the game on Saturday. Or was it Friday? I don't remember what last time they played. It was Friday. It was, it was hard Friday? to keep track because it was a weird yeah. holiday weekend. It was Friday. Yes. All right. All right, we have a bunch of callers. Phone lines are lit right now. Let's go to Dan. Dan, you're on the uh, Vic Lombardi show. How you doing, buddy? Hi, guys. Thank How you, you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. Okay, you ready? I'm just gonna. You got to get three in a row. Okay. So I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna whip them out, and you you answer. Here we go. Three, two, and one. Name the assistant coach for the Memphis Grizzlies who once played for the Denver Nuggets. Boy, he was there Friday night. Uh, you're stumbling already, dude. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. Thanks, bud. Thanks for playing. Appreciate it. That might be a tough one. Is that too hard to start with? That was a tough one. But that's okay. That's okay. All right. All right. Let's go to... Who's up? Kevin? Is it my turn? Yeah. Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show for a chance to win Nuggets tickets. Again, you have to answer three in a row. Go ahead. Manchester, throw one at him. All right, Kevin. Uh, we're going to do some Bulls trivia here since they're playing the Bulls uh, for this game here on, on Thursday. Um... Let's see. What is the uh, name of the Bulls' home arena? The United Center. Very good. Very well done. The Bulls' head coach is? Ooh, Fred Hoiberg. Ooh. Nicely very done. good. All right. Now, this is a little tricky. And I think we're going to say you got to get this within two years. Okay. What year were the Bulls founded? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> 1962. Oh, close, but no cigar. Sorry, Kevin. Good try, though, bro. Let's go to uh, Riley. Riley, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How you doing, Riley? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What would you think about uh, keep snatching two chains? I felt like it was inconsequential. I was I was rooting for kind of a loss at that point. Yeah, me so too. I was rooting for it, chaos. It, it, uh, it provided a little bit of excitement, but I can kind of see both sides of the yeah. argument. It was like but. a wrestling match at a football game. Nobody cares. Yeah. All right, here we go. You ready? Right. Uh, who's got the best record in the NBA right now? The Boston Celtics. Who has the worst record in the NBA? The oh, Dallas Mavericks. Good try. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Trying to make these easy. Man, I'm, try, I'm easy. trying to make these easy. Derek, you're on the Vic Lombardi show. How you doing, Derek? Good, how are you? I'm all right. All right, Derek, you get me, which means it's Bulls trivia. 
Uh, other than Michael Jordan, name a player who played for the Bulls who's had his jersey retired. Mm. Scotty Pippen. Ah, very nice, very nice. Okay. In the history of the Bulls franchise, name five men who have coached them. Head coach. Oh, oh, oh. That's hard. It's not that hard. Okay. I'd struggle Here, Michael five. Jordan. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Sorry, bro. Right. I can name him, but that's about it. Yeah. You could go with Phil. Was, uh, Phil? Doug Collins? Collins? Fred Hoiberg's there now. Hoiberg? Who's so you're 60% there. Who's that old dude that, that was on the job before? Oh, um, oh God, the longtime coach. Was Dick Mata a coach Dick there? Dick Mata was the second coach in franchise yeah, history. Dick Mata was there. Johnny Kerr was their first ever coach. Yeah, Jerry that, Sloan coached tough. him. That's tough. Sorry, Paul Westhead, Kevin Lockery. Sorry, Stan guys. Uh, let's go to uh, Alex. Floyd. Alex, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How are you, Alex? Easy. Hey, how's it going? You ready, bud? Yes, sir. Who's got the worst record in the NBA? Sacramento Kings. Sorry. Gosh, dang, what? this is easy, guys. Sorry, no, it's not Sacramento. <laughs> let's go to line five. Eldon. Eldon, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How are you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good, man. I'm going to ask that same question. Who owns the worst record in the National Basketball Association? Uh, the Clippers. All right. Thanks for trying. That's just not the case. Does nobody have a paper? I know. I'm just reading this right off the paper. It's not like we came up with these questions. Well, and I'm just reading pretty, the paper. There's a pretty good hint, too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we only have three lines open, but they're open. 303 503-753-0950. 7530950. You guys are wearing me out. I'm going to make this very I'm, easy. I'm going to do, I'm doing right. number trivia from the Bulls. Jeff, right. Jeff, you're on. Hey, Jeff, you yeah, ready to go? Yeah, let's get it. All right, Jeff. What two numbers did Michael Jordan wear when he was a bull? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I got you, you, Jeff. Did you hear the question? Sorry, Jeff. Uh oh. Jeff's gone. Go on to the next guy. Uh, we'll go to Shane. Shane. You're on the uh, Vic Lombardi show. What's up, bud? Shane, do you hear us? Shane? Matt? Who is this? Who we got? Identify Matt, yourself. Matt. Okay. Okay, Matt. Your turn, Matt. All right, Matt. Uh, they, they, let's go with that same question. What two numbers did Michael Jordan wear as a Chicago Bull? 23 and 45. Very nice. good. All right, let me ask this next one. We'll, we'll okay. go back. Who has the worst record in the NBA? <laughs> Come on, it's the Chicago Bulls. Very good. Go. See how easy this is? All right, last one. All right. What number did Dennis Rodman wear as a Chicago Bull? Oh, come on. That's 91. There you go. Congratulations. Stay on the line. Obviously a Chicago transplant listening to the show. You're going to the Nuggets-Bulls game on Thursday night. God, that was hard. That was hard. What do you think was the most unfair question? Oh, the, the coaches won. Really? Yeah, that was. Yeah, the coaches. Yeah, but if you think of their most recent coaches, Scott Skiles... Vinny Del Negro, Tom Thibodeau. Mm -hmm. Like three were easy, so you only had to come up with yeah, two. I guess an unfair question was the one I asked too. What Memphis assistant played for the Nuggets? I, I don't know yeah. that answer. Nick Van Exel. Can oh. you believe Nick Van Exel is an assistant <laughs> coach? Do you remember? So, yeah. would, would it Did be safe the... to say, listen to this, isn't this the best comparison? Wasn't Nick Van Exel the Akib to lead yes. of his day? Yes. Think it about would, it. It would be like Akib becoming exactly. an assistant coach exactly. in the NFL. Back when Akib or Nick was playing here, he was crazy. 
He was a crazy man. Do you remember the wars he get into with his coaches? Yes. He was a crazy he man. He was. He was a lunatic. He a very good player. Oh, who who would you want the ball in whose hands in the clutch? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, Nick Nick Van Exel had a lot of traits that you wanted on your team. Who had the Colones to take the big shot down no the stretch? Doubt. No doubt. Okay, no one thought Nick Van Exel would be a coach in this league. Come on, no. Absolutely and there he not. is wearing a bow tie as a Memphis assistant the other night. Yeah, pretty Hilarious. crazy. Hilarious. Did you guys have fun doing trivia while I answered the phones because our intern needs nine days off? Yeah, it was good. Good. Are you the reason we kept getting people that weren't yeah, there? Yeah, I know. What happened there? Like that was, was it your fault? Control the telephone? No, you okay. just don't know how to read the names on the phone. <laughs> it's a you problem, not a will problem. <laughs> Did you think any of those questions were unfair? Dude, I was so busy back there. I was slaving away. Like I couldn't listen. To we're giving away tickets tomorrow, right? Yes. Utah trivia. Utah trivia. Utah tomorrow. trivia. Okay. Okay. Mm. We actually have tickets to this Bulls game all week, plus tickets to the Lakers game, which I believe is at home on Saturday. That crowd's going to be lit. You think LeVar will show up? Now, Utah plays a big part in the movie Fletch. Can we just do Fletch trivia? Sure. Okay. That'll be way more fun. <sighs> no, I thought our callers are, are in general, very bright. Hey guys, I think you guys hit them with some hard questions. What so. cabana is Mr. Underhill in? Like the five Bulls head coaches, that was a little that unfair. Was, Three of them were layouts. That was ridiculous. a little unfair. Oh, my God. Uh, guys, here's a... Uh, Tweet I got from uh, somebody saying, break my chain once, shame on you. Break my chain twice, I'm done AF. Who's AF? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a problem with Joey Porter going on the field and getting in fights with people as a uh, coach? Yeah, that guy was a little crazy. I mean, it's football. Yeah. You know, what's, yeah. The, what's the problem? Yeah, he's a coach, though. <laughs> he's a coach. Coaches shouldn't fight. Okay. I, I'll ask you this, though. Why are these guys wearing chains? I'm telling you, it was a setup. No doubt. The Raiders, the receivers, go back and look, guys. Go back and look. It was All definitely a setup. the Raiders receivers wore chains. Who wears a chain? I totally agree with you. And that's part of my problem is they took the bait so quickly. Yeah, they did. Three so plays in. So quickly. I mean, well, come on. The bait wasn't taken as much as the bait was stirred. I mean, punch to the gut sort of stirring the bait, is it not? Come on. Yes, but you had 57 minutes to make him pay for that. 57. Have you gotten a hold of Akeeb yet for tomorrow's show? I ain't texting Akeeb until this afternoon, dude. Wait, he's not mad at you? You had nothing to do with this? Do you envy me having to be the one who says, hey, we good to go? Big deal. I'm going to do the entire interview wearing a chain tomorrow. That's gone for well. 926, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, home of the Fs, has another ultimate avalanche experience. Score! We think you've been a little naughty. Must have squawked something to him. Not sure what he said. So Altitude 950 is putting you in the penalty box at Pepsi Center. Final penalty and holding. Get in there. Seriously, we're going to do that. Seriously? We're putting you and three friends in the penalty box before the Avs and Sabres game on December 5th. Hopefully, that fixes your attitude. Because after that, we'll move you to four great seats for the game. So keep your head up and keep it on Altitude 950 all day for your chance to qualify. I think it's time for me to get some. First, you have the crash, then the doctor's visits, then the pain, medications, limitations, and then comes the fight with the insurance company. How do you get on an even playing field? Use the Bell and Pollock Legal Game Plan. 
I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. Tis the season of holiday joy, with visions of sugar plums dancing in our heads. Unless Sugar Plum is the name of the nasty one-ton bucking bull competing at the National Western Stock Show in January, give the gift of rodeo this holiday season. Get two tickets to Colorado versus the World Pro Rodeo Finals and two tickets to PBR Bull Riding Finals for just 89 bucks. Wrap up all your holiday shopping at nationalwestern.com. Hey, Vic Lombardi here, and it's that time of year when we give thanks for all the good things in our lives. Me, I am thankful anytime I can get a good night's sleep. But if you have sleep apnea, or if you share a bed with someone who does, you may not feel so thankful if you're not getting relief from your CPAP machine. And you're not alone. Studies show more than 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Well, the future of sleep therapy is here, and it's called Inspire. Inspire is a sleep apnea solution doesn't require a mask or a hose. Inspire works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It's a small device implanted under the skin that delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open while you sleep. Inspire is FDA approved and currently being offered in over 100 leading medical centers across the country. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and to find out about a free Inspire educational event on Thursday, December 7th, at the Medical Center of the Rockies in Loveland. That's inspiresleep.com. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers, changing lives. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Looking for caller five right now. You know how this works. Caller five on the hotline, and you get a chance to win home penalty box seating prior to an Avs Buffalo Sabres game on December 5th. Four tickets, plus you get to sit in the penalty box prior to the game. Caller number, what is that, HW? Caller five, zero three seven five three zero nine fifty. You will get qualified for the ultimate Avs VIP experience. Winner gets picked on Friday on Crackman and Harris. Can't win if you're not qualified. You know, I've I've had some polarizing topics that we've gone through on this show, but none more than this Talib chain thing. It's truly remarkable how many 
fall on one side versus the other. And I think the same outlook is on the quarterback situation this season, right? One side or the other. But there are very few people that look at the Tlaib thing and say, eh, either you hate it or you love it. I And I tweeted this yesterday. I don't have a problem with Akeeb defending himself. I thought Crabtree's a jerk, and I don't like Crabtree. I thought that Brawl got out of control, and there was a volatile nature to it that worried me that something really bad was going to happen. It was going to be malice in the palace type bad. I just thought that that looked like a team that didn't respect their head coach or their leadership because they are out there brawling, not caring at all. So I almost don't blame Akeeb as much as I blame some of those other guys who were lucky that they did not get not get ejected too. Here's a uh, text for a solution. Uh, the text line 30933. The solution is simple for the Broncos. Go all in on Kirk Cousins. I agree there. Draft Connor Williams to play left tackle. Move Bowles to right tackle. Pray that Jake Butt is the next Jason Witten. Well, there's some improvement right there. We all agree, though. <laughs> if you can go get Kirk Cousins, all right, if you can get him, acquire your quarterback, I wouldn't mind if the entire draft were based on the offensive line. Not that you can fix it just via the draft, but you got to do something right away, urgently, for the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line is as bad as everyone makes it out to be. We always hear about how Paradis is good. We always hear about how Leary's good. We always hear about Bulls is fine. Like, that's three of your five starters right there. I agree they need a, an improvement at right tackle, and I would spend my draft pick on a right tackle if I get a quarterback in the open market, but... I don't know. I think it's a. I think the offensive line is bad. Is kind of a scapegoat cop out there. I, I, I I'm somewhat with you, but you know what play yesterday summed up the Broncos' season for me. They get the touchdown overturned. Right mm-hmm. now, it's first and goal from the one. And which they, I don't know how they make that call. They got Pecco lined up in the backfield. Pecco and Jano, and they blocking for Booker, and they can't in. get a yard. Can't get a yard. The next play, there's the the fluky pick. Yeah, I, I, I mean, thought the same thing. I said, okay, let me get this straight. You're going jumbo, and you got Pecco lined up as a fullback. You got three guys, four guys in the backfield with the quarterback, and you can't score. And they and they got stuff. They didn't get halfway. They didn't get an inch. If anything, they probably lost yardage. It just is. Mm-hmm. But to me, it seemed like they were grasping at straws. Right, two fullbacks, one of which is your defensive tackle. Like they're just trying absolutely anything to run the ball. They can't. They cannot run the football period. at all. Hey, can we open the things up a little bit? That way, we allow for other subject matters besides the Broncos to get in on this. Let's play a little. Uh, what's that game you've got? Fake news, real news. What the hell's that? Good news, bad news, and fake news. Do we have an open for that? We do. We, we, had, we have an we intro. We haven't hit in a while, so Jesse's going to need a second here. Jesse, if you can find the open to something we haven't done in months, please, by all means, hit the button and let us play. What is it called again? Good news, bad news, and fake news. That's good news, bad news, and fake news. All right, let me start off by saying this. Is it not fake news that Coach Mack, Mike McIntyre, was headed to Mississippi before they promoted the coordinator. Because you, you put that out on Twitter. I did. I had it from someone who I trust who is very well connected at CU. My understanding was that, and I'll run with this because, again, I, I trust my source on this. My understanding was that Mike McIntyre overplayed his hand, thought he had the old Miss job, actually didn't. They're going to stick with their interim head coach. But my understanding, again, from someone I trust, I'll run with this, is that Mike McIntyre is not a happy camper up in Boulder. Well, 
Is he not a happy camper, or is the uh, Boulder fan base not happy? I mean, the way they finished the season. So Who's, who should be not, who should be unhappy right now? Ole Miss was going to go hire a guy who just coming off a five and seven season. The first they, they, they've given out AP Coach of the Year nineteen times. Mm-hmm. You know the only one to the year after winning it not yeah, Mike, Mike McIntyre. But that was how they were going to excite the fan base. I'm not buying it. Fake news for me. Uh, Trevor Simeon's finish yesterday means that's how he would have played the entire game. 21 out of 22 were passes. They were going up against a prevent defense. His first series, when they were running the same crap that they ran the rest of the game, Mm -hmm. he was one for three for one yard and they punted. Then they went no huddle. Then they went, let's not even bother trying to run the football. And they were actually fairly effective. So that actually ties into my good news. Maybe, maybe Billy Musgrave will look at that and go, let's just do this all the time. That's what the that's what the uh, the Bills did in the, with the K gun offense in a loss. They thought, man, we really moved the ball going no huddle all the time. Let's do this all the time. The fact that they haven't done something like that drastic to shake it up as bad as their offense has been with three different quarterbacks is just the epitome of lacking imagination. My fake news is that John Elway will be afraid to fire Vance Joseph because Mike Freeman wrote an article saying he was a coach killer. On Bleacher Report, that caught a lot of eyes. John Elway doesn't care what Mike Freeman writes. John Elway doesn't care that his reputation is a coach killer. If the Broncos go 3-13, and 13, John Elway will fire Vance Joseph. Fake news that John Elway cares about a Bleacher Report article. Bad news for me. Uh, bad news is watching your young quarterback crying on the sidelines. I don't care how anybody interprets that. It's never good. You don't want your starting quarterback who started the game crying on the sideline. I don't. If he's emotionally broke down, I, I don't want to see it. Is that savage of me? Is that barbaric of me? What is it? I don't think he should have cried either. I didn't think that was a good look for Paxton Lynch and his future in this league. Can you imagine that? Last time a quarterback cried on the sideline in the National Football League. I can't think of an example of it. I really can't. And, and, you know, there's there's part of me, guys, that I kind of like the fact that he cared that much. Listen, I cry all the time. I cry at movies all the time. Yeah, you cried at Lions. I get emotional all the time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Do you want your starting quarterback no. crying on this? I in don't. Fact, I asked Travis Heath, on remember, a couple Thursdays ago, isn't it good for men to cry? Yes, it is, in certain situations. But yesterday, there, no, not one. The bad news for me is th- this offense has been terrible with three different quarterbacks. Now, admittedly, none of the quarterbacks are really any good. They aren't. I think we can, I think everybody in Denver can agree on that. But, that just tells me that they're they're doing something wrong down at Dove Valley when they can't figure out how to get any spark with anybody. That's amazing to me. I mean, look how much better the and maybe it's because who they were playing, but the Raiders' defense with John Pagano played it played differently. They had a little bit of a different attitude. They were flying around. They came out and they looked different. The Bill Musgrave move. No different. They got their very first interception of the season. Can you believe that? Can you believe that was the Raiders' first interception it's of the such season? such a fluky pick, but still, it's it just the fact that it never looks any different, no matter who is playing quarterback, mm-hmm. is the bad news for me, because that tells me it's hopeless. By the way, somebody on the text line just chimed in. Luke Keekley sobbed on the field last year. He sobbed. That's because he suffered a concussion, and that's one of the byproducts of concussions. Yeah, I don't know that he was... All there when yeah. he was crying. Yeah, if you read about concussions, Garrett Bowles cried. I don't think he cried. He gave a thumbs up. No, he, he cried. Did he cry too? Yeah, he cried. Oh my God! All right, go on. Uh, my bad news is that Demarius Thomas is a total shell of him former of his former self. Five catches for eighteen yards yesterday. 
does not look explosive, does not look like a playmaker, does not look like a number one wide receiver. Uh, Demarius' body has broken down on him, and it's broken down quickly, and the Broncos are on the hook for a lot of money with Demarius Thomas. The bad news is DT is no longer a number one wide receiver, but he going to get paid like a number one wide receiver for a while. Fake news. The... You, common, did, you already did fake news. I, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do as many fake news as I want. Good news. But if I want eight fake, fake news. newses, I'll go eight All fake right. newses. Fake news. on the show, not mine. Bad news. Call it whatever you want. It's a common misconception in the world of sports that brawls in football are somewhat dangerous. Oh, my God, they're brawling on the Raiders' sideline. Who cares? Whoever gets hurt in a foot brawl, name the last time somebody got seriously hurt brawling in the football game. The guys are wearing helmets. Knock each other out. I don't care. You get hurt during the game, not during the sideline brawl. I thought it was hilarious. That's my fake news. My uh, my good news, I thought Cody Latimer and Benny Fowler actually looked pretty good yesterday. Benny Fowler had a great rebound game. He did. He did. That catch, that first touchdown catch, was really good. Cody Latimer had a nice yes. day. Benny Fowler was open early on what should have been a touchdown, and, and Paxton overthrew him by about a yard. I thought he actually showed some explosiveness. I thought those two guys played pretty well. I mean, it's all relative. Their numbers mm-hmm. weren't great. But when your two starting receivers combine for, let me get it real quick, eight catches for 30 yards. That's what DT and Emmanuel combined for. Eight catches, 30 yards. Mm. That's hard to do. Mm. That's so bad. My good news is that the Avs and Nuggets are combined 15-4 and four at Pepsi Center. Vic, I know that was one of your hot takes. God, you tweeted that, and then yeah. didn't the Avs lose to Calgary. I wanted to I blame you so I'm bad. Jinxed. That was a great number but you put out there, though. Even without, with that loss to Calgary aside, Pepsi Center is a dominant home field advantage. It's the best thing going in Colorado right now for a home team. Uh, regardless of how well the Rockies play at Coors Field, that's more of a social crowd. I think uh, Pepsi Center is more of a into it engaged crowd. I am proud of Nuggets and Avalanche fans for showing up, continue to show up, and I'm proud of the teams for both are playing out of their minds at home right now. Cuban Benny on the text line asks a great question. Again, just because I disagree with a lot of your texts and comments doesn't mean I won't read them. I will read them all because this is what you call the exchange of ideas. He says, would you rather see an injured quarterback cry or see a defeated star laughing and exchanging jerseys with the enemy 90 seconds after a loss. My answer to that is neither. I totally and wholeheartedly agree with that take. I know. I, I'm I'm with him. My answer to your question you posed to Dreesen about would you rather have a guy be like a Keeb or a guy would be like Paxton mm-hmm. would be the same answer you just had. Neither. Okay. I'd rather have neither. But I, I do think, and look, I don't want him crying either. Mm-hmm. I don't. I do think seeing somebody care is is good. That's encouraging. I just would prefer we see him care in a different way. But I'm not going to beat a guy up for caring and, and wanting to be out there and, and being disappointed that he couldn't finish the Why'd game. Why'd you beat up CJ when he was crying last week then? He I cared. didn't. Uh, maybe you I just, just made make up. things up. Okay, I made that up. Hey, do you know what the Broncos' average margin of defeat is during the seven-game losing streak? It's not It's not kind. Mm, it's 15 ugly. points. I'll say 17 points. 15.28. Wow. Well, I'm that, you know, in the NFL, that's a blowout. Right? Yeah. Double digits. Seven games in a row. Now, the so last they're losing two. in historic fashion. Again, yes. 1967, the last time they've lost seven in a row. And I got HW over here holding out hope for a playoff run? The hell's I, going I said, on? I didn't know Kansas City was going to fall apart. By the way, guys, tell you on the other side, the line has dropped for Broncos Dolphins. Curious. 
Curious line. This might be the worst Broncos team in my lifetime. <laughs> well, again, I'm 44. They're doing things I've never seen. I, I'm 48 years old. I was born in 1969. I've never seen a seven-game losing streak. My biggest ever. disappointment yesterday was that they didn't get shut out again. I think they need to hit ultra rock bottom, and that would have. If you hadn't been shut out in 25 years. You get shut out four times in five weeks or two times in five weeks. That would have been ultimate rock bottom. Final thoughts when we come back. You got the Vic Lombardi show. All right, homeowners, you got to sell that house. I know you do. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call. He's going to make you this offer. Sell your house at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Troy has an exclusive system for marketing. It's all about the marketing of these houses. He's proven to get clients the most money through marketing. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. Give him a call today. 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. My daughter couldn't keep up with math in school. It was it was really hard for her. Brooke has an above average IQ, and yet she wasn't learning. You're frustrated. You're unable to get those answers and solutions that you're looking for. And you're exhausted because you've gone through every other option. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. We just got through pretty much until we found Brain Balance. That's when she started to thrive. Brain Balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems. It actually addressed the issue. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. Suddenly things were clicking for her. I would ask him how he did in school and he'd smile. When those things start to click, when those things start to go, it's so exciting. Brain Balance didn't just help for Brooklyn and help for our whole family. Brain Balance worked for my kids. There is hope for your struggling child. Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800-877-5500. Or go to brainbalance.com. Pepsi Center is the place to be for Thursday and Friday night home games with Nuggets Night Out. Hurry, heat check. That's good. The blue Get one ticket and one beer for just $23 per person. The next Nuggets Night Out is Friday, December 15th versus the New Orleans Pelicans at 7 p.m. Jokic for three. Yes! Nikola Jokic knocks it in from distance. Get your Nuggets Night Out tickets today at Nuggets.com or by calling 303-287-DUNK. The breakfast burrito, mostly. Sam's number three. I'm a sucker for burritos, and then you make a breakfast, and I'm in. I love their home fries, and I love the tomatillo sauce. Love the green chili here. Everything looked really good, and then I turned the page and saw there was a whole other page of breakfast. I think there's a taste for everybody. I love the menu. It's a great selection. Well, it's been a long-held tradition in my family. I've been coming here since I was a little girl. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker, in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale, and downtown at 15th and Kern. Stuffed is a good word. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. We're just talking during the break. All this chaos in college football, that is one sport that makes zero sense to me. Why some coaches get fired and others continue to survive. Okay, the Nebraska firing, that makes sense. It was a bad hire to begin with. Yeah, that one made, and Scott Frost is waiting in the wings. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
If you're Scott Frost, do you, you're going to get a big job. Is that the one you take? Yeah. Because of the connection? Yeah. He played there. That's his job. And I, people are going to think yeah. I'm saying this because I'm a CU guy, mm-hmm. but it, it's true. That program hasn't been relevant I know, in 20 but he, years. I know, but he sent, he made Central Florida relevant. Yeah, but man, there's a lot of, that's a recruiting hotbed. Down I get there. it. I get it, but I think they're just waiting for Scott Frost to finish the season so he can accept that job. So see, see I goes get there that next one. year. I was really hoping Mike Riley would stick around one more year. But what does it take? Kevin Sumlin, you said it. 51 well, and 26 in six <laughs> seasons. I mean, he took Texas A&M to places they hadn't been in years. Right. And he gets fired? 51 and 26. If Mike McIntyre had decided he wanted the old Miss job or gotten the old Miss job, wow. Kevin Sumlin would have been at the top of my list. He was great at Houston. He was 51 at 26 at Texas A&M. So you're playing an SEC schedule. Plus it's Texas. Plus, plus Texas every year. And I know Texas is down, but they're still loaded with talent. If you want stress... Become an SEC head coach. Oh, my God. There is not a more stressful, high-pressure job than that one. No. Now, the Tennessee firing, again, I understand it. Totally get it. But then Shiano gets the job. Public scrutiny, they take it back away from him, and now they're looking for a head coach again. Well, how about Jim McElwain? I mean, didn't he go to an SEC title game like last yeah, got, year or the year before? He got the boot. Here's my, my thing, and we probably should have got into this earlier because it's a complicated topic, but on the Shiano thing. Don't you think most of the outcry was because they don't like Greg Schiano? They don't think he's a very good hire? Yes. It's a disappointing hire. Let's be totally blunt. He's not a Southerner. Right. Right. So they, they, they frame it as this moralistic thing. I don't think that's the reason why no. Tennessee fans are outraged. But here's my, here's my take on Schiano. If what McQuarrie accused him of, of doing is true, he should be in jail. Let alone coaching. He should be in jail. Mm-hmm. But if he's not in jail and nobody has proven that, it seems grossly unfair to me that you're going to continue to punish someone for a third-hand story that's never been proven. Right? Like, because McQuarrie said a coach said a coach said a coach said about Shiano, he can't get a job now? You know what's crazy about that? The guy who sparked that fire precedes us on these airwaves. Clay Travis is the guy that got that going. I know. Because he's all in on the on the Tennessee job. He's, and he also said Jason Witten's going to leave the Cowboys to take that job. That was yeah. his new He's job. also the guy who said Peyton Manning was signing with the Tennessee Titans when he signed with the Broncos that year. Right. I got into it with him that year. I remember that. So, I, I, look, and I, I'm definitely not defending Greg Schiano if he did cover it up. Because if he covered it up, again, he should be in jail. But there's no proof that he did, and the guy is unable to be employed because of that. That's That seems unfair to me. It seems like yeah, they didn't want Greg Schiano to coach their football Correct. team, so they took the moral high ground. Oh, we're just we're just looking at. It's like no, you, know you just don't like him as a football coach. College, exactly. college football is crazy because there are so many different factors. You know, in pro sports, the factor is simple: do you win or do you lose? Right? Do you make money or do you lose money? If you're making money for your owner and you're winning games, you're going to keep your job. Correct. That simple. In college sports, it's much more complex. There are different things at play. Good friend of mine and. Let me disclose it right now. He's a friend, so I am biased here, extremely biased. My friend Bob Stitt just got fired in Montana, okay? 21 and 14, three years in Montana. He hadn't had a chance to coach his own recruits yet. Just started recruiting guys. 21 and 14, loses to Montana State, the arch rival, two years in a row. But because of Booster, didn't like the way he was doing things, and he was doing it all cleanly, by the way. He came on, took on a program that was on probation, cleaned it up, but didn't like the fact that the team lost to Montana State, he gets fired. Again, 
There are other factors in college football. The boosters run the show. They do. The boosters tell you what to do. Why do you think Kevin Sumlin got fired in Aggieland? Because they weren't going to donate as much because money of boosters. if he kept coaching. Exactly. Yes. yes. Well, and it, boosters are fickle too, right? And, and and I get the fact that he's 0-3 against Ohio State. But if you take a step back, look at what Michigan was when Jim Harbaugh took over that program. They're off the map. They were as down as they've yeah. been in 50 years. Now they're relevant. You, you know, and say what you want about relevance. If you're eight and three, that's relevant. Correct. Correct. You know, everybody says, oh, and, you know, Notre Dame's had a bad year. They're eight and three too. And I, I wrote that the other night. Was I upset they lost to Stanford? Yes. Am I a big fan of Brian Kelly's? Not exactly. I don't like his sideline demeanor, but I'll take eight and three. That's, that's fine sure. for me. I, I'm not going to cry about it. So if eight and four for Michigan and you lost by, would they lose by three, seven? It was a close game. To Ohio State? Ohio State. It was like 11, wasn't it? Wasn't it, it like 31, 20 or something? So, and I get it. Think it a loss ball. is a loss, but last year they went into Columbus. I think the game was in Columbus last year and they lost on, remember the bad fourth down mm-hmm. overturn call? I mean, there's just that, that kind of stuff. It's like, man, I get it. You're disappointed you lost, but. You're not that far off. And remember where you were three years ago. And I think a lot of teams forget that. Look, I'm disappointed the Buffs went 5-7. and seven. I'm disappointed they couldn't get one more win somewhere and get into a bowl game. Yeah. That's It's a bad year. But I'm not ready to run Mike McIntyre out of there because they went 5-7 and seven this year. He's also the guy that got him to, what, a top 10 ranking at one point last year, which was from the abyss. People so, just have no patience so at all. I'll say this about CU, though. And I agree with you. I mean, he deserves more time because they took a step back, no doubt. Yes. They also lost a ton to the NFL draft. Are people forgetting the years where they had zero draft picks? Do you remember that stretch where CU was irrelevant in the NFL draft? Irrelevant. They weren't recruiting. At least now they're recruiting. Isaiah Oliver is going to be a first or second round draft pick. Yes. That's Mike McIntyre. So I get it. Five and seven. Sucks. They have five or six NFL players on yes. their roster. Right? I get it. It sucks. You're right. But they've got the pieces now. Why would you throw that away? Right. Well, and you also have to look at, and there's no, I'm not saying moral victories at all, but there is a difference between losing to Oregon at home when you're down 29 nothing after the end of the first quarter and losing to USC when a player or two, you win that game. They're yeah. both losses. But there's a difference in terms of evaluating where the program is at and what the coaches are doing. But the John Embry one one and eleven year, where they were one point away from being winless, is not that long ago, and people seem to have forgotten what that was like. That was a bad year. The only unsettling thing about the way the CU season ended is the relative. They were uncompetitive offensively at times. I mean, just they were so they, they, I mean, Jekyll and Hyde. The, the last two games of the season. The lack of offense, it was just hard to watch. Well, Montez clearly took a step back. We all saw Montez last year show flashes, and we said, man, this kid's going to be a stud. Yes. And he still can salvage it, but this year was, if, if we're just being fair, and I know you can't criticize college kids, he took a step back. No, he did, but there, there were also games like the Arizona game where they couldn't stop Tate, the, the quarterback for the Wildcats, where Montez scored a touchdown every time they had the ball. Mm-hmm. It was who had the ball yeah. last. So it's like, man, at times they looked phenomenal. And then at times they're just totally anemic. It, it, it's that's the part of it that was discouraging to me was the the Jekyll and Hyde nature Guys, of the offense. Their defense was terrible every week. I know they're going to release the latest college football rankings tomorrow. Who's the best team in college football in your eyes? Who's number one? Who's deserved oh, of number one? Man, to me it's Auburn. 
And, and I know I'm not they just beat trying Georgia to be, and Alabama. I'm not trying to be fashionable because they 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 just won over the weekend. But I think there is something to getting better as the season goes on. They've gotten better. They've beaten the best teams in the last few weeks, and they manhandled Bama. I mean, they went toe to toe physically with Bama, which is hard to do. It was crazy watching Bama unravel in a fourth quarter, just making dumb mistakes. In, in my opinion. The two best teams in college football are Auburn number one, Alabama number two. And I know Alabama probably won't make the top four. But I, I think, I think Clemson has an argument. Um, I'm not buying anybody from the Big Ten. No. Didn't Clemson lose to Syracuse? They did in the dome, in the carrier dome. Who, Mm. who are Auburn's two losses to though? See, they were so early in the year. Wasn't it LSU? I I think they they lost lost in Death Valley. Okay, no shame in that. I mean, Ohio State losing by 20-plus at home. Ohio State lost to Oklahoma at At home. At home was a bad bad loss. Oklahoma's good. But then they got blown out at Iowa. Like, they can't be in the. I agree. There's no way. Auburn lost 14-6 to to Clemson. Okay. And they lost 27-23 to LSU. Okay, so by virtue of the Clemson loss, Clemson should be ranked higher than Auburn. Yes. So I, I think it's I think it's Auburn and Clemson. Those are the two best so, teams. So Clemson one, Auburn two. I mean After Alabama's that, probably got to be three. Who right? the hell knows? If Wisconsin right? wins and they're undefeated, they have to get in. I know nothing about Wisconsin. If, I don't either. If Oklahoma wins and beats TCU for a second time, they have to be in. They won at Ohio State, so they're they're getting in. Their loss is Iowa State. Was that who Oklahoma's loss was? Yes. Um, in who in Iowa State proved to be a better team than they've overachieved this year. Yes, they are. UCF's got no shot of being in this. They're undefeated, no shot. right? No, no, they're undefeated. They, they can't get their, they can't no. get their win. No, they're currently ranked 11th. No one, wa- no one wants to watch UCF play a no. final four game. No. The best UCF. football game of the weekend was UCF USF. That was an amazing game. You wouldn't at least want to see that. Well, I mean, listen, would I want to see it? I guess, but at who who loses out then? Do you take Georgia out of there? Take Bama out of there? Come on, you, you, you're going to tell me that UCF's a better team than Alabama? They're probably not, but I don't want to watch Alabama Auburn again. I just watched it. I know. By the way, a couple footnotes before we get out of here. Turnover, Scott and Julie. The Broncos are one point underdogs in Miami right now. Why in the world is Vegas making the Broncos one point under I, to anyone? I, I'm surprised Miami's that number is not okay. But shouldn't Miami be favored by a touchdown? Well, and I does that number this, surprise you, Vic? Yes, it does. Yes. In, in the newspaper this morning, mm-hmm. has the opening line: the Broncos were a fit one point favorite. Just, just crazy. They shouldn't be favored over anyone. That's nuts. All right, before we say goodbyes, we do every morning our fired up finale. What is it? This is the fired up finale presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keep me fired up. You need guys who will come out of left field and do Didn't crazy Didn't get out of control stuff. quickly okay. yesterday? I'm Weren't just saying. embarrassed to I'm watch just where that spiral What to? did it do in 2015? It won them a freaking Super Bowl. So they do it now and they're three and whatever the hell they are. And now it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. The Nine? game meant nothing. Vance Joseph, leader of men, CEO type, was a bunch of crap that was fed to us that was wrong. And they lied to us. And they lied again this weekend when they told us what a good drafter John Elway was. So I don't want to turn it into a media bashing show. And I know you don't like when we do that, 
But you have to continue to think independently and not take the things this team feeds you because Vance Joseph is not a leader of men and John Elway is not a good drafter. Keep thinking for yourself. Keep thinking freely. Keep listening to guys like us who will tell you like it is. This had nothing to do about football. Had nothing to do about Chris Harris Jr. Had nothing to do about getting blocked out of bounds. It had to do with settling a personal off-season Dallas territorial beef. And that doesn't bother people. You guys are nuts. That was like a, a compilation of sorts. Mm-hmm. I think we ended strong with in that, though. Yeah. I, I thought the middle part was the best. For those of you just tuning in, there was a portion of the show in the first hour where it was so uncomfortable in here that Will had to leave the room. I didn't leave. Oh, no. James, you left the room. Yeah, you left. I, the I room. left the room during a break. Yeah. Mm, you tossed your headphones. I yeah. wish we were on Periscope. No, no, I that took my a... headphones off. I didn't toss them. <laughs> exactly.